Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think it's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. (laughs) You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. All right, good afternoon, everybody. Decided that I have a love-hate relationship with the Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Festival. Inter- the International <laughs> in- Invitational. Maybe the hate, yeah. hate is that much that it's worth mentioning? Your, your yeah. liver hates it. Yeah, my, I oh. love it and my liver hates it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most of my body hates it, as a matter of fact. So, yeah. the first 14 silent minutes of this episode <laughs> are brought to you by the Firestone Walker <laughs> Invitational. While we all just have a moment of silence and sleep deprivation for the pieces <laughs> did, of our souls that we left I did in that Paso. All day, that moment of silence thing. Yeah. I took a lot of naps today. Yeah, I was catching up. This is the oldest I've felt in a while. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm not that old. It's... I've left several pieces of enzyme, liver enzymes, in the uh, ah. porta potties across the uh, great city of Paso Robles. I mean, what is. I don't know what it is about beer festivals that make me lose my moderation gene entirely. Like, I work in a bar all day long, and I'm, and that's fine. None of that, you know, the, I have the moderation gene down on a normal basis. But when I get to a great festival, or like NHC is going to happen in another week, mm. that that little piece of me gets left in Pacheco, I think. And, uh, and the rest of me goes to the fest. It's, it's hard to keep it under control, especially that festival, right? Like, most of the festivals you go to... You know, they'll have 40 breweries pouring, and 11 or 12 would be really stellar, right? Yeah. This one, 
They're all stellar. You can't go to anything and, and try any beer that you don't want to have another one of. Right. Yeah. Well, and then you're camping with all those same people oh, and their yeah. beers yeah. afterwards. Right. See, so uh, that's the problem. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's like you, you, what it is for me is it, I feel like those uh, those idiots who you know stand in line for rope drop. And then they start like run walking to their favorite brewery and they can't get enough of it. And it's like super exciting for them when we go back to camp because, you know, we can't really do a whole lot of stuff there because um, we're working. It's this it's the same thing. It's like, oh, my God, there's Bagby beer. I've never had Bagby's beer before. And I've been super stoked yeah. about it. And then there's a rare barrel with the, the, every bottle in the entirety of existence ever in the world ever. And there's all these other breweries. There's Faction. There's this place. And you just yeah. kind of go for go it. Fucking nuts. And you're drinking with the brewer. Right. And you're hanging out with your friends. And And before you know it, it's 3 a.m. And you started at 11 a.m. the morning before. Right. (laughs) Yeah, you started that early because you you ended late the night before. (laughs) And you need to just keep going and going. Uh, So. Uh, Yeah, we're lucky to get into that campground. It's great. And and even when you're drinking Easy Jack at less than 5%, when it's 12 days old, you can have enough (laughs) to still get drunk. Yeah. 17 to be exact. Yeah. That was the amazing part to me. So the uh, at, at Brewer's Camp, they had a little, Firestone had a little trailer uh, that was electric, and we had a bunch of Firestone beers on tap, and they kept rotating them out, but they would put the, the keg collar over each, uh, you know, faucet, yeah. and then there was the keg on date, and it was 11 days ago, yeah. eight days ago, and you're like, this is, this I is thought insane. That I- How do you not keep drinking it just to... I thought that at one point there was a three-day-old uh, Easy Jack. <laughs> there on. might be, but I think your math was just... <laughs> Shitty at two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was really a great time and a, a bunch of just awesome brewers and good people. Shimke did her first multi-day festival with the Brewing Network crew. I did. My first on-the-road experience as well. And you survived. I Well. Really? She, did she pass yeah. all the tests? I mean, really? Every test? Even Not the first test. one? Uh, uh, pretty the, the other, much every oh, test. Nice. The okay, other, hold up. The blood, honorable mention. the blood test will come back in about a week or so, and then we'll see. For <laughs> sure. yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so we made so Kevin, our general manager here at the Hop Grenade, also we made uh, Kevin and Kim Shimke both play uh, Edward Four Loco Hands. <laughs> I love this. Uh, <laughs> so you know, we stopped at the Quickie Mart in you know Martinez on the way out of town. You know didn't, they didn't tell them what we're doing. You know, get in the car and you know, picked up a twenty two twenty two ounce cans. Each, so one in each hand, and duct taped them to their hands, yeah. and then they had, you know, so they couldn't use their hands until they finished the the four loco, which I am proud to say that our general manager Kevin drank every drop of e- of both hands. That's right. That's right. That's really good. Yeah. And this is bouncing down the highway in a motorhome. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, I can't crazy. even imagine. Oh uh, yeah. Was well, like. we, so then we dropped him off at the ER. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'd be in here to talk about it, but he's still recovering. Picked him up on Sunday. He's on bed <laughs> yeah. rest. Uh, Shimke made it through what? One can? No. No. Well, that is not true. Oh, sorry, I had sips of the mango. I had half of the lemonade, no. and then I tried some of Kevin's. But I will say, I won in that I lost. So I am totally content <laughs> with how that happened. Because Kevin was in rough shape by, by Sunday. He's and still yeah, yeah, in rough shape. Yeah. And, I, and I think for him, it was more the Four loco than the Firestone Fest. Yeah, it's only never, the Four loco. In a related recovered. story, Kim, you are the smartest person who was on that trip. Obviously. <laughs> I, I, well, I didn't need the Four loco situation to tell me that, but um, it validated <laughs> right. such. So Yeah. Uh, we didn't like. It's not like we made you ride in the RV without your pants or anything, like we've done to others. No, so she you, did it voluntarily. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> true, yeah. That's true. Um, and then you, I don't know what other test you passed, but you did all right. 
I guess. She didn't get lit on fire, and that's pretty much about all you can ask for. I have all my body parts. Every I'm good. I believe that in our past, it has been a test. Sam has tried to light people on fire oh God, during Brewing Network events. So, and on actual fire. Rhino, to uh, be specific. That's right. Yeah, he tried to light a listener on fire. He was passed out he was on, on the toilet. He was unconscious, and he did get jingled. <laughs> Right. Oh, Rhino. Whatever happened to Rhino? <laughs> he might be spontaneously combusted on his own at some point. <laughs> He's extinct now, I think. Yeah. Uh, but we did have just a great time at the festival. There's going to be some video content released for you very soon. I think Push already put together a couple of the videos um, that we did over the weekend today. I just got to review them and, and get them up on the site for you. So uh, stay tuned to our Facebook page for that. You could always also just sign up uh, you know, to follow our YouTube page because those are the first place they always go, and that's just YouTube. Uh, dot com slash brewing network and then we tend to put them all on facebook now also um was it your first firestone fest Shinky? it was yeah. actually yeah how'd yeah, you yeah. like it in general what it was, was your great i mean it's it's insane how many amazing beers that are there that you wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to try so things like side project um garage project from new zealand yeah. um, things you would never see so that alone was pretty pretty great but also meeting people um the networking is fantastic i think it was really cool that we were part of the uh brewers campground mm-hmm. um so a lot of what happened and what a lot a lot of what i appreciate about it took place outside of the fest itself too sure do you have a standout beer you know i have to say uh one that i didn't get myself but i tried some of kevin's and scott's was the uh passion fruit sour from crooked stave oh yeah i've been to crooked stave before yeah and uh that one like i knew to expect great things and i had that and that definitely was a standout so so good yeah yeah i had a crooked stave beer i thought that i was being served the wrong beer because it was a red it was a framboise looking beer (laughs) And the person, it was a volunteer who gave it to me, not the brewer. I tend to not trust volunteers anyway. You right. Know, if they know that. And well, she's like, oh, yeah, so this one is our blueberry Saison. Yes. It was, it was red. like a That's brown, the one that I had. Like That's what I ordered for myself. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, Crooked Stave confirmed it was, in fact, blueberry. Yeah. And it did, in fact, taste blueberry. And the skins of the blueberry make the beer red, <laughs> not blue. Well, and apparently, not only that, your, your distrust went so far as to <clears throat> you called the brewer out. Or you didn't call the brewer, but you asked the brewer. I did. I asked. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, uh, no, that's just what you get. And, you know, you're like, oh. Well, I was just confirming, you know. Yeah. Just fishing and making sure that we had it right in the end. We did learn a lot of things. Um, We uh, took a poll. Okay. um, Here we go. Many polls. We took a lot of polls, and we ended up discovering that the Filipino kid is better than Steve Perry. No, we did not. No. This is insane. (laughs) Every time. Are you guys retarded? Every time we figured out that Steve Perry is better than the Filipino kid. Every single time, as a matter of fact. That should be a poll on what polls we took to figure out. Out the poll. And uh, I would even say that most of the I people that voted for the Filipino kid later changed their vote once they realized what they were at. Well, listen, I, I but I invalidated those votes because you got to make up your mind for one. I just, just want you guys to know that uh, for the last about six hours of the last day of the festival, this is all that was happening. And then this in the, the entire ride home. Yeah, oh, and then, yes. yes, in the RV on the way home, and I literally had my earbuds in because I was driving. I listened to like probably three hours of radio, and I took my earbuds out and t- immediately just heard you guys again having this exact same conversation. It, well, yeah, what it was happened? cyclical, yeah. that's for can sure. I, can just, I ask just who, was, who was pulled? Um, everybody. Every, yeah. Everybody Every, in this in that room? Everybody within shouting distance of <laughs> right. me. Yeah. 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 At, at 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Justin and I woke up hoarse on Sunday right. after the fest because we were pulling so many people. I would have stabbed you both in the neck. 
Yeah. Well, what but happens for me at beer at multi day beer festivals like that is I get bored. I've been to them with you. I know about just just beer the whole time. And around brewers, it's hard to get onto another subject. So I tend to just bring up a random thing. And then if I'm really drunk, I, I'm a stickler about the random thing, and I holler about it for seven he hours. He stays on that mm-hmm. thing forever. <laughs> so at the SoCal Beer Festival a couple years ago, Justin was not sober. And um, he and I walked around with a tiny little keg. I don't remember what those are called. Corny oh, yeah. kegs. A Scotty. Scott, a Scotty. Yeah. And uh, he was like, hey, you have a glass. Have some beer. And just everybody, everybody he saw, you have, have a glass. Some. You have some beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were a little bit obnoxious. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, but at least I he's giving bored. away beer right. at that point. This was just, uh, <laughs> and right. no, no matter what, it was like, it's like those studies that come out for, <clears> that, says, that say whatever, and then there's one that refutes the study. He basically just didn't pay attention to the second part and just skewed every every result to his right to his worldview. His rebuttal so, was nostalgia for everything. Yeah, yeah no everyone only takes Steve, which makes no sense so, at all. So Apnel Paella is the better. <laughs> Wait, you all. You yeah. are also showing uh, anybody who would watch uh, your phone. You'd hold up and you'd show them a video of Filipino yeah. kid. Here, look, see, see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's doing a better Steve Perry than Steve Perry. Well, then we proved it because we watched uh, one of those videos <laughs> with a with a hologram of Steve Perry singing next oh. to Apnel. Yeah, and. Um, Anyhow, so, yeah. so we discovered that Danielle uh, is the better singer. We did. We did we do did. that. He's a better version of a parrot. <laughs> uh, what a fun time. What a fun time. Yeah. And thanks, then, uh, Firestone, for inviting us. That was uh, yeah. amazing. Uh, I've gained 12 pounds, I think. Yeah. Good people. Good time. All right. So, as usual, we've got a lot to do tonight. We've got uh, a great uh, brewery in with us. Uh, it's like Southern California month here at the Hop Grenade, I believe, right? Celebrating LA right. Beer Week, moving back to June. Okay. Plus, our, we're, you know, we're spending a bunch of our own time in uh, the Southern California area. So, tonight we have Monkish Brewing Company in the studio with us today. And they came all the way up here to be in the studio with us, which I appreciate very much. Um, I got to visit their brewery a few months back. I was down mm-hmm. there just visiting some friends, and they, they took me to Monkish, and all the beer was just really great. Uh, you're going to meet Brian, and you're going to meet Henry from Monkish tonight, and, and and learn about their their philosophy of beer, which is a little different. I, I think you guys are going to uh, enjoy hearing about a, a brewery that uh, takes a different take on on beer and why they brew and and what brewing means to them. It's going to be a good time. So um, so stick around for that. Of course, the show is brought to you today by our sponsor, More Beer. You can go over to morebeer.com right now and check them out. Um, they bring you this session and every session that we do, and we always appreciate that. Uh, for announcements. Our BN anniversary party is upon us. BN and White Labs, we're sharing 30 years together, 10 years for us and 20 for them. Uh, it's June 10th um, down in San Diego right before the Homebrewers Conference. You can get tickets right now, bna10.com. Can I don't even, did I even invite you to the party yet? Are you allowed to go to the party? Uh, you didn't. I didn't? No. Are you going? Um, I'm not, no. Okay. Are you not going because I didn't invite you? I'm not going you have out to of spite work? is why I'm not <laughs> going. Yeah, get all you can right now. Yeah, I don't even yeah. think I realize it. That's for a raise. I think there's still people who've worked here a lot longer than you that get left out of emails, too, so don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. Like, on year 20, you'll get an invite. An oh, there's something happening on June 10th? <laughs> no, no, there's not. <laughs> no, all right. No, nothing. Good. No, nothing, Beardy. 
<clears throat> yeah, so she just can't take another party with you so soon, <laughs> right? I, I need a significant break, a significant amount of time between when I see you guys next. I feel like you had a great time with us. I think yeah. you now you've discovered that we are valuable people, and <laughs> well, that's absolutely not correct. And that we are going to be a nice addition, not only to your work life but to your personal life. Yeah, and Let- we are fantastic caricature artists. Yes, we are. Yes, um, yes. We- I'm going to have to go ahead and disagree with all of those statements. Wait a minute, now we. <laughs> well, Spent half the ride home drawing pictures of the people that we think Kim Shimke dates. Oh, and, no. Uh, her, her ideal man. Yes, her yeah. ideal based, man, if I'm you will. So based sorry, on hard-hitting Kim. questions that I've learned from watching reruns of Luther um, <laughs> about how they do police character sketches. Yeah. So uh, I think we ended up coming up with a, a very unique man worthy of dating Kim Shimke. Do we have a- to say I will never <clears throat> date again based on the sketches alone. But you kept the sketch. For future reference, I have yeah, yeah. for future I, reference. I want you holding it up at bars, like right. next to people's faces. No, have you, you seen this, this man? On the Tinder, take it out and take a look at it. Yeah. 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 Did, did you post it? Are we able to post the no. photo? No. Um, Is she going to use it for the restraining order? You mean this photo? <laughs> oh yeah, this photo. Oh. So JP, your camera's on. So if you want to put that on, for no, example, I don't. I don't. <laughs> nope. Oh, yeah, do no. For example, no, one good. trait that we thought Shimke would be particularly fond of is a hook for a left arm. <laughs> Not only a hook, no. um, it somehow evolved into an anchor. <laughs> it's a, a one-arched Can anchor. we see it in the camera, Beeb, if I just hold up the image right there? Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. I claimed my standards were low already, <laughs> and then they draw a man with a hook for an arm and a double dildo in his hand. Yeah. I thought that was a boomerang. Well, listen. <laughs> well, if you yeah. throw it, it'll come it's back. Is, boomerang. Well, when not works. being used as a double penetration device, it is right. a boomerang. It looks a lot like JP, actually. It does. I, lo- it I, does. Like, it, I like that you have <laughs> He has more hair well, than I do. I like that you have him wearing Converse. Like yes. You very specifically yeah. well, rendered the shoes. The, the, the model we base this after wears Converse. Right. Yes. So. Yes. What's with the cross on so, the shirt? Um, well, we just. Is he an EMT? Um, I, don't, I don't remember I why we drew that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, oh, that was a beardy edition. It was? I believe so. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he's a punk. <laughs> what? In an ironic a, way? A cross? You no, it had to do with our interrogation. Our line of questioning led us to believe that he would be wearing a cross t-shirt. Right. Okay. I believe that's true. <laughs> I believe that's accurate. He also has no neck. It is a, a floating head. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, He doesn't great. even have a head. He just has, like, hair. <laughs> well, and some cheekbones. <laughs> right. Let's, Those let's, are the uh, ears. Yeah. Let's oh. not get too crazy, Shim. 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 So, Let's not raise my standards anymore. <laughs> I think that you learned a lot about us, and, and we clearly learned about you. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> not only that, but we taught you about you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I hate myself now. Thank you for that. All right. What? All right, so go to BNA10.com and get your tickets now. We, we want to party with you in San Diego. It's going to be a good time. We've got a couple bands playing, including the Creepy Creeps, which are uh, famous in San Diego for Band work, being, being band, yeah. being a band. Yeah, uh, I think they bring go-go dancers, so that's fun. Oh, I like, I like, I like things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, better than the Brewing Network go-go dancers. Oh, those were pretty good, though. Which are, uh, actually, oh, our past ones. I was talking about the ones we're having this year, which is oh, which is basically yes. Beardy and uh, Sam. Oh, so well, we've been yeah. working on a dance. <laughs> yeah, a routine sounds yeah. pretty good. <laughs> I can't wait for it. Don't show too much uh, skin. Yeah. 
And then, of course, there's the, the Homebrewers Conference begins on Thursday, and I think you can still get tickets for that. So if you are on the fence about going, uh, come down to the party and then go to the conference. You, you get a lot out of the National Homebrewers Conference. Uh, there's tons of great seminars so you can go learn something from your fellow homebrewers. You're going to get to meet all your fellow homebrewers, um, hang out at club night, and, and it's just you've been hearing us talk about it for years. So uh, now's your chance to go. It's in San Diego. It is next week, and you can still go get tickets over at ahaconference.org. All right, support this program by doing your Amazon shopping through us. Just click the Amazon link on our homepage. Do we have an Amazon product of the week, and does it cure hangovers? <laughs> I, I, I hate to turn you down. I don't, I don't okay. think it does. The camera? Can you, can you cure a hangover? Maybe if you distract yourself by shooting enough photography. Yeah, maybe so. Stretch. Just, right. The Olympus OMD E-M5 Mark II. Uh, somebody purchased it for $1,099. Wow. That's a deal. That's yeah. a little chunk of change for us. Yeah, that was uh, $40.60, in fact. Sweet. Uh, I love when people get camera parts uh, via this link because they always are paying top dollar for their lenses and their apertures. If, I think that's a thing. <laughs> yep. anyway, yeah. Anyway, it might have been my brother for all I know. Yeah. I don't I, know, but... That's I, cool, though. I purchased things today through Amazon through the... Beautiful. I think $40 is what we spent on Four Loco this weekend, so yeah. uh, we're already back to even. Yes. You paid uh, to take a couple of years off the end of Kevin's life. Nice. So thanks for that, and keep it up. Yeah, and only about two months off at Kim's. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a week, even. Not even. <laughs> Uh, all right, subscribe, enjoy the BN Army just by clicking the donate button. If you're a recurring donor, you get first dibs on everything that we do. Uh, for example, I sent out uh, early uh, notification for VIP tickets, which are now sold out already to the BNA 10. So right subscribe and join the Army. That's how you get in on that kind of stuff. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter. Blurp. And the other one. Uh, Scott the Jew, he's our guy. If he can't do it, nobody, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, send your show <laughs> ideas over to Scott at the Brewing Network. He can do it. Put on some rye, Fred. Yeah. Uh, and send your feedback to feedback, feedback at Feedback is brought to you today by our good friend John over at Beer Law Center. You can go to beerlawcenter.com. John's doing work for us at this very moment. Yet another theft of the hop grenade on the horizon. They happen all the time. This one in another country. It's a sad, sad state of affairs. Go to BeerLawCenter.com, and John can help you out like he helps us. Keeps us protected. All right. Our first feedback is sad. It is sad, but uh, important. <clears throat> but important. Oh. JP often makes little personal notes about the feedback he sends me, and mm -hmm. this one he warned me is sad. It is. Probably fearing I would cry or something, so you're giving me like a moment to... No, I just didn't want to yell at you and go, why did you put something so depressing in the feedback? What a right. bummer. All right. Well, Ryan writes in, hey, dear Brewcasters, first off, thanks for all your programming. I've only just discovered your shows, and I've been listening to all the new episodes as well as trying to catch up on the archives. Appreciate your knowledge, uh, questionable humor, and debauchery. I've been homebrewing for about two years. Um, so... On a more serious note, he says, I have a humble request. I'm not sure if it would fit in with the tone of the show, but I thought it wouldn't hurt to ask. On Saturday, May 16th, at around 1.30 a.m., two of my classmates at the UCSD School of Medicine were killed and three injured by a drunk driver going the wrong way on the freeway in San Diego. Oh, Jesus. They couldn't help. They couldn't help each other. Some medical students they were. That, yeah, they were gonna, maybe they weren't that far along. Uh, can't even begin to describe the tragedy and loss we are feeling. 
Um, Ryan says, I believe the BN could prove a huge ally in encouraging those who drink to never drive while intoxicated. These tragedies happen every day, and all the sorrow and heartache uh, could be prevented if people were more thoughtful about their actions. I don't really know anything specific that you could do other than encourage people uh, to not drink and drive. And you have a large audience and and so on and so forth. Uh, So anything you guys could do to help out, I think, would speak volumes uh, to all of my friends and colleagues. Uh, we, We would be incredibly grateful, even if you just make fun of me and call me a pussy or something on the air, uh, mention this story. I wish I would have uh, seen this email ahead of time. I would have pulled the PSA you did a couple of years ago uh, on this subject. You uh, passionately um, asked people to yeah. um, use their head. And that was in the days before Uber, where now there's this service that makes it even it's easier than ever. It is easier than ever. Uh, first of all, Ryan, I suggest you go out right away and get a grieve job. Because uh, it always helps mm-hmm. with this process. You yes. might be able to give yourself one. Yeah, you, if you have to. Like, if all else fails, yeah. you can give your own grief job. Right. Uh, secondly, I think you're absolutely right. And this is something that we preach on the BM. We have been doing it for years. So I got to um, uh, – I always shamefully admit this because it's uh, certainly one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. I got a DUI uh, years ago, long before I ever started the BN. And uh, uh, luckily, I, I had just – I didn't use my blinker at a turn, and I got pulled over and – um, you know, I was over the limit, though, and I was guilty. And for me, it was one of the best things that ever happened because it was it was a real wake up call. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Before that, I, I was I was drinking some beers and driving, feeling like I was okay. And um, you know, I think sometimes you you think you're all right, and maybe you're not in the position to make that decision. Mm-hmm. So from that day forward, I just made the decision to not even think about it. Um, if pretty much if I have uh, two beers, I don't drive. Um, that's that's just pretty much my rule. And uh, there's so many options to not have to drive. It's uh, obviously tragedies like this happen all the time. Um, most people think that tragedy will never happen to me. Um, but even the expense part of it is is pretty incredible, how much it costs you personally if, if it isn't a tragedy. Um, there's just no reason to do it. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's one of these things like, um, I don't know, you wouldn't get in your – nobody gets in their car anymore and goes, I wonder if I should put my seatbelt on. Like, you just know, you put your seatbelt on. You wouldn't know it by the Amber Alert signs in California, which is reminding everyone, click it or tick it. Now, that problem has been solved. Yes, everyone wears their seatbelt. Can I buy that space? Can I put it to good use? Something else, because we all do it. You can see what I mean by by what kind of a no-brainer that is. We all know how uh, reckless it is to not put your seatbelt on. Well, I feel exactly the same about uh, drinking and driving, and it's just a a needless crime. I'm pissing on the street, I get it. Sometimes there's no bathroom around. Yeah. Driving is a need. This is a stupid thing to do. You don't think that we could like pass a, a, a law to protect everybody else who isn't drinking? So, like for example, on Friday and Saturday nights, if you're not drinking, you have to wear a helmet <laughs> right. while you're driving. Yeah. Then that way, then these people probably wouldn't have, uh, you know, it might, nothing might have happened. God, it would, it would have to be worse than that. On a Friday, Saturday night, if you're not out drinking, you must lock yourself in your bedroom. Yeah, like you're not allowed to be out. On, I mean, think about what you're doing I mean, to your fellow human beings. It's a public safety hazard. Yeah. It, it's it's awful. Yeah, if you're not uh, drinking, get off the road, dummy. Yeah. And here's now here's always the crux of of this. Uh, the road is uh, for drunks. Uh, yes, that's what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, like on a Saturday night, 11 o'clock, a large, large percentage of the people that are on the highways yeah. have been drinking. Which is just which is really ridiculous. Here's always the crux of the argument for me. Uh, people go, well, I'm fine. You know, I feel fine. And you've heard this before. Yeah. And the truth is, whether you're fine or not, I promise you that about 10 times out of 10, if, if, if you're even questioning it, you're over the limit. You're legally over the limit already. If you even have to say I'm fine, 
I guarantee you, you're already over the limit. Uh, so, cause, and the limit's pretty low. It is, obviously, it changes state it by state. Here in California, it's seven. All right, it's oh seven. So if you're a if you're a oh eight, you're drunk. You're you're over the limit. Yeah, yeah. get a breathalyzer. I I have one, and it's great. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's just a silly. I just don't get it anymore. I don't understand why people. It just doesn't make sense. Probably going to get a DUI tonight. If I, if I, <laughs> I've gone nuts about this. Your thing. bike got a flat tire? <laughs> you gave up on that bike thing, didn't you? You're no, a bike here? I think I'm too broken today to ride the bike. Oh, I will yeah. Uber. Electric cars count? I'm in electric what? cars. Yeah. yeah, that's not driving. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. Go-karting. I'm, I'm in a toaster, officer. <laughs> yeah, this thing. Not, I'm not even plugged in, officer. Look, you see yeah. a cord trailing behind? There's, there's no engines in this thing. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Go, no, go prevent a crime or something like that. Uh, I'm sure someone made a rolling stop back there. So just, come on, stop being Fucking idiots! Really, I know. Uh, take a cab. Uh, Uber's super cheap. Uber's in Concord. I didn't really. Uber's in Concord. Yeah. It's great. So even when Uber wasn't in Concord, when we started the Hop Grenade here and we do these shows on Monday nights, I typically take a cab home. And it was costing me thirty bucks to get home, uh, which I'm not happy about spending thirty bucks that to get home. Cab, but uh, it's way cheaper than uh, DUI, and of course it, nobody's going to get hurt. So even the thirty bucks I was paying. Well, a couple months later, Uber started driving here. It's half the price. It cost me fifteen dollars to get home. Now fifteen dollars is nothing. Mm-hmm. And there are other options too. There's like Lyft, so there's Lyft, no real yeah. excuse yeah. to driving home drunk. Controlling yourself, you know, those things. And f- frankly, I think you're an asshole if you do it. I'm just going to say that to you personally. Like if we we're at a brew fest together and you were to, and you're looking at me in the eye and you've listened to this program and you've heard me say this and you're the guy who does it, I actually think you're an asshole. You don't even have to admit it to me. Just know in your own head, I'm looking at you and I think you're an asshole if you do it. It's the first time you've ever been right, Justin. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right, Ryan, I'm, I'm real sorry to hear about your friends. Seriously. That's, uh, and med students. That's God. A, that's a tragedy. Vibrant yeah. human beings. Do the, do People their... we need. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but here's the... Versus engineering students. Yeah. They right. can, they, it's I fine. Take them or leave. Lose, lose one or two, whatever. The more important question is, do their roommates get a free pass for the semester? Didn't that used to be a thing? It was a suicide thing or something. Uh, if your roommate killed you, that was... I don't know. I never knew if that was a rumor or a real thing. I used yeah. to try to encourage my, um, my, <laughs> my roommate that his life sucked. Oh, you got a B plus, huh? That <laughs> sucks. Like, oh, God. I have a final next week aren't you depressed yeah you're not even handsome or anything yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, i haven't yeah. seen your parents visit you once this whole semester it's a good thing you're loved by your family oh wait uh i'm sorry ryan i'm sorry to your friends too uh all right john writes in uh, hey chodes i've been listening since november 2013 and ran out of uh, backlogged episodes luckily when i ran out of old episodes to listen to i got a job at my local homebrew shop which is uh brock's homebrew supply brock I- landers I took a pay cut for the job. Uh, Excuse me. But now I get to talk beer all day instead of listening to you talk about it. So (laughs) you've taught me what I need to know to have the confidence to apply for the job. I just wanted to say thank you and suck it, Beardy. Oh, so is he saying he's not going to listen anymore? Is that his goodbye? And he said instead of. I'm working here instead of listening to you. Why can't you keep, uh, you know, do both? I don't know. Thanks a lot. Good question. By the way, uh, uh, we had a listener here today come in the studio and ask us why we always say suck at JP. I, I would like to reason. We, <laughs> we, we couldn't answer the question. We didn't know where it came from or why. Well, it started for Schumann. Um, right. And somehow just transferred over to the more handsome of the two, which would be me. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, Steve writes in, hey, BN gang. So anyway. Uh, now, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, suck at JP. Um, right. ABN gang, uh, now that the BJCP has revised the style guidelines, are Jamil and Plisse going to start walking us through the styles again? No. <laughs> uh, Moving along. All right. All right. 
Hey, Brewcasters. I just finished listening to your uh, 511 session. Tasty and Nate talked about keeping it simple and only using a couple types of hops. I've seen clone recipes for Pliny the Older. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's reading it as they come, yeah. folks. Yeah. Uh, and Younger. And both use a bunch of hops. I'm curious, what are their thoughts about these top beers using so many hops? If you're Vinny, you can use whatever you want. Whatever you fucking want. Huh? What do you think, Tasty? Well, uh, yeah, that's, I, I don't, a beer like Pliny. I remember when Vinny first came out with the recipe. Uh, he said hop layering, uh, multiple additions adds like uh, a level of body to the beer. Uh, he, what he does and what I recommend is keep it within the same family. Like if you're going to you know, use citrus hops, if you're going to use citrus hops and use, uh, you know, melon or berry, corner, you know, the other kind of hops like noble hops and so forth, you know, sorted together. So you don't get that conflict, if you will. Okay. But, uh, so they're yeah. the exceptions to to the rule, well, I guess. Is I just think that if uh, sometimes when you're drinking a beer, if you can find something in it that you can that you can attach to, like a singularity of some sort, whether it be the malt or the hops, I think the beer sort of becomes kind of muddled. It's sort of like yeah, it's just a hoppy and, and a malty beer. But I can't as a, as a brewer because I know the ingredients. I can't pick something out of it that I can identify with. Yeah, like one of the hops or one of the malts. If it's all. You know, six malts and six hops, it's kind of hard to uh, okay. pick something out. And you're not Vinny, so. <clears throat> yeah, that's you know. for sure. I tried to tell Vinny how to brew once, and he looked at me, and I quote, I told you. you are not a brewer, asshole, were, I was, <laughs> were his words. <laughs> I was trying to give him recipe advice one time. I may have been drinking. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> I started listening to my stuff, and I'm going like, hey, yeah, wait, what about the weather? You know, <laughs> yeah, you, and it's got off. Like, wait, we're not going to talk about this anymore. I stopped and laughed my ass off, too, because we were talking, we, we were homebrewing together at, at somebody's house, and uh, oh, yeah. I, think, I think the discussion was about um, the suds of star sand. Being no. left on oh, the yeah. uh, uh-huh. left on the fermenter, and him. Vinny wanted to you know hose it out, and I was like, no, nah, you, you don't do that. And he's like, no, nah, I, I really I want us to, I want us to hose this out. And I said, no, nah, it's I've interviewed the so people no who, who make it. It's, it's, an, it's it says no rinse, right? I think, and we're going back and forth a little bit. I'm not catching that I'm doing this, and finally he looks at me, and the, those are his words as he as he takes the hose and sprays it into the conical. You are not a brewer, asshole. <laughs> Basically, what happened? Uh, which I enjoyed. Wait, well, yeah. well, I then realized what I was doing and laughed at myself. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Why use it if you're just going to spray hose water on the kettle? Well, this was my argument. Um, yeah, Vinny, it's only as clean as your hose water now. Right. This was my argument. Yeah. And, of course, you know, at that point he said, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So There is some evidence well, that residuals like that do... Uh, has some effect uh, in the final beer. A lot of times it's in head retention or staling or something like that. I think Lagunitas did a study on it. Like, So they do like, as probably Vinny does, he just do a hot water rinse. Uh, yeah. He can. We we can't do that on a glass carboy, obviously. Yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, let's get through these here. Let's see. Hey, Mr. Petros et al. Mm. <laughs> uh, sent from Bing for your amusement. Is that Latin? There you go. Um, I think it's Spanish. Okay. Yeah. So he says to you, get your buddies at B3 to put together a fermentation chamber a la Ikea, a flat, po- uh, a flat pack in a box. Um, oh. So I guess uh, they can be size. shipped, uh-huh. um, you know, or, or have somebody else do it. Uh, you all keep saying the yeast do the work and the humans just need to give them what they want. So I hope a BN team member or sponsor, not Adam or Eve, uh, get this done before it is on Kitch Stater. 
or Indie Go, 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 Go. Uh, P.S. This would have been a Drunk of the Week call, but the number is not on your website. <laughs> it, is, it is on the website. Uh, sent from my helipad. Um, hmm. Okay. There you go. What is our number? 855-WIN-D-O-T-W. And it's oh, on the uh, website. Yeah. Email me at tasty at network.com and we'll talk about that product. There you go. Okay. Uh, dear dear uh, us, whatever. Uh, I love listening to your show. It's full of amazing content, which I'm forced to respect. Yet I feel I can no longer stand by quietly and let this depravity continue. Telling JP to suck it seems harmless, like mm. a little white joke. Yeah. But when you really break it down, you can only come to one conclusion. It's simply perpetuating society's rape culture. Oh, my God. Beaver, please, please stop applauding. Shut, Shut up, up, Scott. JP. Uh, I feel like an organization such as the Brewing Network is capable of recognizing this subtle seed of brewcasterism and has the moral backbone to take a stand against it. JP should have the right to suck what he wants when he wants. That is his right. We should respect that and not assume the right to have him suck it simply because he is a giant knob jockey. Well... See, the misunderstanding is that JP always wants to suck it. Yeah. When we say that, we're granting permission. Right. Which, yeah. I, which maybe is the same thing. You're like so. opening oh. the gate. Right. I get it. Okay. It's encouragement. And right. He has a weird screen name with a number in it, so I don't know how to pronounce it. Fine. It always bothers me when people use numbers. Yeah. And, you know. There's a reason that you can't uh, sound them out. You can't sound them out. <laughs> Math I hardly hard. even recognize yeah. what they are. Yeah. Fact, like you take the one thing I'm good at, the English language, and you strip yeah. it from me by putting a number in there. Backwards E. <laughs> You're actually well upside down it. L. Yeah. P.S. JP suck it. He says. There you go. Okay. And finally, Captain Obvious writes in. Even though uh, Moscow is a soulless ginger, I have to agree with him that 311 is fucking rad. I am wasting my day at work listening to Pandora, and Amber comes on. Great song, great band. F you who don't agree. No, F me, apparently. Right. And me as yeah. well. Yeah. Wrong opinion. Yeah. And, Same to you, asshole. And most people who don't still live in Santa Barbara. <laughs> so. And that's the worst song. <laughs> Amber is the color of your energy. Yeah, as much as I like 311, that, that song I, I'll skip when it, when it comes on. But, no. but Captain Obvious... Thanks, dude. <laughs> Keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for the help. Keep, keep in mind that people that are disagreeing with you like uh, uh, Vietnamese lip syncers and butt rock. So take their opinion with a grain of salt. Wait a second. First no. of all, he's Filipino. Yeah. And there's only one of us that likes the Filipino lip syncer. Well, and I don't like one, of us, one, of those things. one of us in this room and everybody at the Firestone Walker Beer <laughs> Before they were clarified. You were drunk. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're proud to have Monkish Brewing in the studio with us. We're going to taste some of their beer and learn about what they do. Hang in there. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. 
morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a brew. Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, Uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. All right. 
right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Session. The porn version of the session. <laughs> Way thrown off. <laughs> like a weird audio Bounce. file in my I thought it was at the yeah. Gentleman's Club. Yeah. 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 This rejoiner's on was this from... Was this Kyle? Uh, yeah, yeah. This, this is, is uh, Kyle's Kyle Kyle Hollingsworth from the String Cheese Incident. So uh, when he came on the show, I had yeah. a Kyle rejoiner. Because oh, I do was. radio like that, Jay. <laughs> Kyle's not on tonight, awesome. though. With no well, all, all it's making me feel like doing is read Adam and Eve live reads. <laughs> well, is this not a perfect time, then? <laughs> do it. Uh, I, I guess I could. I was going to do a different one. Uh, Adam and Eve. Go to adamandeve.com right now. You can use coupon code BNARMY. You get uh, you get free stuff. Um, you get uh, free shipping. You get 50% off just about any one item. And you get laid. You get 10 free DVDs, which is, which is where you lay in bed and pretend you're getting laid. Um... <laughs> Or wherever you do it. I don't know. Who don't knows? Talk to me about it. In your double um, And your, yeah. Uh, all right. AdamEve.com. Use coupon code BNARMY. It's a real thing. And then um, they like us for it. And you get some cool stuff. And you don't have to go stand at the creepy adult store around the corner from you in Pacheco. All right. Unless you want to. And also, we have to do our Twitter game today. That's right. We yeah. do. And you told me 20 seconds ago to remind you, and I forgot. What's our Twitter game? Uh, well, it was, uh, you know, wondering about whatever Bevo uh, learned in her all-girl trip to uh, Canada this and past by all week. girl you mean Bevo's one other friend other than us my right. only other friend <laughs> yes, who yeah. is a girl yeah. uh, but I decided to change it to uh, the most important burning question of all all right Steve Perry or the <clears throat> Filipino kid ah Filipino kid good question <laughs> so, I think that we're gonna find out once again once and for all this will, this will be it all that right. there will never be a poll that will satisfy Justin's opinion. Right. And or that will satisfy Justin. And the thing I love most about this question is it doesn't require any further explanation. Yet sometimes people would go, what do you mean? And I would go, just answer the question. Because if you don't know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you are not American, for one. Yeah. <laughs> or Filipino. Right. Or Filipino. Yeah. By calling someone who's not... <laughs> Caucasian by their race. But really, who who hasn't lived under a rock for the last 20 years doesn't understand the question, Steve Perry or the Filipino? Well, kid? and you weren't right. even that eloquent because people go, well, what are you talking about? And you would just repeat the question. Yes, you. because it requires <laughs> yeah, no yeah. further explanation. And then they go, well, like, what do you mean? Like, in what context? Steve Perry or the Filipino kid? <laughs> yeah, I, and they I would, would just go, yell it louder. Yeah, right. they would go, louder and slower. The yeah. Filipino kid, and then you go, see? And then you turn around, and they go, what is he talking about? And, we, yeah. and then we would go, the journey front man. He goes, they go, oh, Steve Perry. Everybody. Would Everybody. And you're, no, I invalidate your question. Yeah. And I, would point- keep, I, just, I, I would just yell louder, like, yeah. like when I speak to foreign people, and, I, and they don't hear, they don't understand. Yeah. I just speak louder. Or, or to Beardy. <laughs> and as a huge fan of blind. the Filipino kid, you didn't even know his name, but you knew <laughs> the actual good front man of Journey's name, right. Steve Perry. Yeah, yeah because uh, I feel like the Filipino kid is an entity in, in and of himself. In and of himself. Yes. Well, and then once you looked he it up... He transcends his name. You did Google it while I we did. were arguing it. Tra- I did. And he read it. But then, verbs. <laughs> but then also started asking people if they preferred somebody that wasn't actually his name. Yes, Apnel. You said Apnel Panea. Paella. Paella. And it's now Paella. And it's Arnell no, it's Arnell. Pad- you still don't even know what it is. Well, it is Arnell. No, it's Anel. No, it's Arnell. It's Arnell. Unless you do, well, oh, I, I thought it was if e. it's Anel, you don't pronounce the R. But I, I don't know. I don't speak to Gallic. I thought it was A E N. I don't even know his name. Shut but the fuck up, Beardy. <laughs> Steve Perry is the better Thank one. You. Thank you. Let's yeah. move on. Please do. All right. So that's our Twitter game today. Let us know. Wait. Don't give us a bunch of uh, you know broad explanations. No descriptors. No. The question is simple. It's a, you answer with two words or three words. That's it. That's right. 
That's all you need. That's it. All right. Uh, welcome to the studio. Our guests from the southern part of the great state of California, Monkish Brewing Company. Welcome, guys. We've got Henry and Brian in the studio with us. All right. Thanks. thanks. Yeah. Thanks we've, for being up here. We've already started off here with their uh, Crux Belgian-style single ale brewed with elderflowers. And it's uh, not quite cold yet, but it's so damn good. I'm glad it's not. Beautiful. Yeah. I opened agree. up already. Yeah. Then. So I, I've never met Henry uh, before the show today, but I, I was down at your brewery. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Mike Hernandez, had, had brought me there. Well, I think at least you know him through the brewery. He's big fans of you yeah. guys. And uh, he brought me there. And Brian, you were, you were there. You were so nice to us to let us just try everything and, and took good care of us. And uh, I instantly became a fan because you, Brian gave me just some, some great beer from, from you guys. From oh, you L.A., you. right? And, uh, yeah, from L.A., which, you know, always a surprise. <laughs> Brewed with Northern California water. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm not going to – so uh, my friend, uh, Mike, who, who showed me the place, he knows I, I, have a, I have a particular hatred in my heart for L.A. It's just something about it. it makes me feel uncomfortable and gross. Oh, the restaurants, and, the traffic, uh, the, what else? Uh, but uh, I felt like I felt at home. It, it was like a refuge away from the rest of of L.A. In, inside Monkish. And of course, now there's uh, you know, in all fairness, uh, quite a few great little breweries uh, popping up in the, in the area. Um, uh, like we really like Eagle Rock. Oh uh, yeah, McLeod. McLeod was, McLeod, was who we've, good. Who we've had on the program. Beachwood. Right? Three uh, Weavers. Uh, yeah. Three Weavers. Absolutely. Three Weavers is going to pour at at our anniversary party yeah. as well as Monkish. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. very, which is very nice of you guys. You know where else do. Monkish poured? I think maybe you were out of town, Jay. We did a craft series with them uh, here at the Hop Grenade. Yeah, oh, yes. you weren't here. Yeah, yeah. I texted I wasn't you that night. No, he exactly. was. Uh, I, I texted you where he did the finger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, Jay, <laughs> you, you you bailed to Ole because they had Cantillon on tap. I did. Well, but we. <laughs> uh, I, we did, went I, I didn't. Okay. In fairness, I did not just ditch <laughs> you so for Cantillon. Cool. I went. I had a dinner date with friends that happened to be next to Ole that happened to be serving Cantillon. Mm-hmm. So it was a coincidence. Well, we went there later with Tasty. Oh, you yeah. did? And got Cantillon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard that you were there. And I probably had just left because I, I – anyhow, thank yeah. you for coming Yeah, they said they couldn't get ready. They drank the place like, out of all you dropped. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even a- sure they like me very much anymore now yeah. that we're the hop grenade over here, but they still couldn't get rid of me. No, no. Yeah. We had to ask for a bottle. You drank all the draft. I, yeah. I, I had five, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when do we get Cantillon on draft? No, that's so, great. It was a pretty sweet lineup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was very nice. So before we get into the brewery, I want to ask you guys something about – the, the L.A. beer scene, and well, I've asked other brewers as to why do you think it has been kind of slower to to develop than say San Diego, just to the south, or obviously up uh, up here in the in the north. Uh, L.A. was just a little slower for for the breweries to start opening. Is it a why do you guys think that is? I think partly. I mean, if you look at Eagle Rock story, it's just so hard to open up in L.A., especially L.A. proper. Um, when Eagle Rock opened, there was. Uh, craftsmen already open in Pasadena, even though they were always been under the radar. Um, and then you, after Eagle Rock, you did have Strand opening and a number of other breweries in peripheral areas. Uh, I think Skyscraper was also open, uh, but it wasn't L.A. proper. So Eagle Rock was the first brewery to open, I think, within L.A. proper. And because of all the heartaches they had, um, it just kind of... Re- it kind of explains why it was so difficult for any brewery to even consider doing it. So now what you have is breweries opening up in different areas, like in Torrance. I think we're up to six breweries. Wow. One opening okay. up pretty soon. Nice. So um, I, I think that's a major big part. Of course, you could also talk about L.A. culture being very finicky, 
fad driven um mm-hmm. a little more cocktail too like they're yeah, yeah. I mean, more yeah. like the I, bar scene like craft beer was i, I think for no, alcohol was, consumption yeah. la spends the most money on alcohol consumption but um the reflection of breweries and craft beer didn't really play a big part of it yeah okay it, is it money like because people are getting uh, poolside bottle service at the standard hotel that's what's driving up the oh we offer that a monkish too um, <laughs> yeah it's just it's our just, cool ships i'm yeah. being used so actually got it so you guys cool. are making a, yeah, a good yeah. profit then huh? yeah. like hearing <laughs> that. It is pretty yeah good. so do you think that those hoops have now are, have have gotten less the doors are now more open for breweries or does every brewery still have to really jump through a bunch of hoops i think this if you're in la proper you're still gonna have to jump through a lot of hoops uh, the big area that a lot of the breweries that actually open up in the areas that were open in, uh, like the South Bay area, uh, they all want to open up. Even us initially had uh, always had a desire to open up on the west side, the Santa Monica, Venice, that area. Very difficult, especially with the Coastal Commission and you know protecting the water there. There's so yeah. much red tape, uh, price of real estate. I mean, look at Firestone Walker and their brew pub. Yeah. They're having a very hard time opening. Okay, yeah. Um, so I think you start seeing a lot of different, uh, more growth in different uh, different cities. So we're in Torrance, uh, next to us, all these different cities. There are breweries opening up. Okay. And then um, you have places like uh, Long Beach that's trying to make things a little bit easier for breweries. Uh, Orange County is pulling a lot of breweries also, like uh, City of Anaheim. If you want to open a brewery, you don't have to go through a conditional use permit. You okay. can just open, basically, a tasting room. So nice. they're willing to yeah. bypass a lot of different laws to make things easier for breweries. Starting to streamline things. Yeah. So yeah. a little slow, but now finally getting it, that this is a real thing that's going to yeah. be around. Okay. But uh, downtown L.A., you have, I think, slated four or five Big breweries opening. Okay, nice. There's a lot of money going in. Yeah. A lot of money. I don't know if it's a good thing. Yeah, when you say big breweries, <laughs> what are you talking about? You're talking about the macro breweries or, just, or big craft breweries? It's big. It's, I would uh, actually prefer macro breweries. You would? Yeah. Why do you say that? I, I would like a, I like PBR to open up again. <laughs> to open up again? Yeah. To actually have a brewery? Yeah. Yeah. Be yeah. a U.S. brewery again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, now, um, I think quality would be an issue. It's, you know, the same thing that everybody notices. It's the uh, 90s mentality of people wanting to open up breweries for money. So people are, yeah. are looking at bigger models. I think one thing I've I've mentioned before to, I don't know, some publication is that in L.A., the difference is that, well, at the brewery, I used to give a lot of tours. And during the tours, people would always stop me instead of asking, you know, questions about beer making, they would ask me questions about um, the business side of things, Okay, about how many barrels I was making. I'm like, how do you even know what a barrel is? They asked me. What a bar- <laughs> so they became very sense uh, aware of the profitability. And so you don't see breweries opening up in L.A. or wanting to open up from a simply deep passion like you see in San Diego's with all the nanos. Um, I mean, putting quality aside at least there's that passion to open up sure and want to brew beer in la everybody knows you need to open up at least with a 15 barrel system this many vessels uh so that they just see dollars numbers yeah 15 is even small 
Yeah. It's like a minimum. Yeah, sure. so you're seeing a lot of 30-barrel brew houses yeah. opening up in L.A. right now. Okay, interesting. Well, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. There's some recent articles talking about this being a sort of a modern-day gold rush, this craft beer thing. Yeah. You know, a lot of people in craft beer like yourselves and smaller companies, no one's claiming that they're making a million dollars, but uh, a lot of breweries are doing very well, and they're all opening, and people from the outside are seeing that happening. It will be interesting to see how that shakes out, because even in the gold rush, not everybody you know struck it rich. Most yeah. people didn't. Yeah. So, uh, okay. And so, now, Henry, you're the founder and the brewmaster. Yep. When did you guys open? February of 2012. Okay. It took us a year to build out, so we leased the place uh, about a year before April or so of 2011. Okay. And brewed a first batch February of 2012, uh, opened up the tasting room in 2013. Got it. So a long process. A uh, very long process. Long life. <laughs> so I'm glad you said long life because I'm actually – so I'm reading through your, your uh, biography, so to speak, before the, the show, and I'm gone. how old is this kid? Because you're, you're not that old, but you have had a long life. You have a unique background, at least in my experience in, sure. in, in interviews for the past 10 years. Yours is, is somewhat unique. Uh, what is your Ph.D. in? Uh, my PhD technically is in uh, New Testament. Okay, theology essentially. Theology, early Christianity. Okay, so you come from uh, you. And P, please always. Actually, I don't. I don't even think I have to tell you this. Always correct me if, if I'm wrong. Uh, you come from somewhat of a religious background. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you grow up uh, religious? Uh, I grew up nominal Buddhist. Okay. And you became interested in theology through that. No, not not through Buddhism. Uh, I met my, well, wife now. We were dating 16. Uh, I knew she was Christian, thought that she had to go to church. So I told her, hey, I'll take you to church if you want to go to church so she could be good. Mm. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to cover those bases. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, it, you know, it, eventually I started going in and I don't know, something just kind of clicked for me. I started, bought a Bible, started reading it uh, and just kind of went down that line. Uh, after that, I joined the Marines, and then I think during that time, I started exploring a little bit more of that, and then just got involved in church over, um, I was stationed in Hawaii okay. for three years. For three years. All right. And so you got out of the Marines, and then what, you went to university? No, my goal was to be, so I wanted to be a pastor. Okay. Uh, so I came back, went to Bible College in uh, San Dimas, where they filmed uh, right across the street from uh, San Dimas High School, where they filmed Bill and Ted's. Yeah. San Dimas High School yeah. football rules. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> going there, I kind of fell into the academic side, figured that um, in Bible College, it wasn't just people reading and praying. It's actually people studying and taking exams like a school. So yeah. I really like the academic side of it. And then after I finished that, went to uh, seminary. Got a master's in New Testament, early Christianity, and then decided to continue doing that um, on the side, still exploring being a pastor. Okay. Uh, that stuff didn't really work out for me because people skills kind of low on skills. Uh, so, are, are you yeah. saying you're low it's on usually, people skills, Henry? Yeah, it's usually a prerequisite, I guess, to like people. Okay. <laughs> and enjoy people. To, to be their pastor? Yeah. Which you, you enjoy theology, but not necessarily the people attached to it. No, I, you know, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed people without enjoying people. Um, <laughs> I enjoy the idea, to to you. or of like 
you know, kind of like taking care of people, listening to people, yeah. and wanting to better people. Yeah. Um, but just dealing with people and, you know, the social aspects, even as a brewer, to deal with going to festivals. Oh, and it's stuff, rough. I yeah. hate it. Yeah. You yeah. do? Yeah. You don't like being a brand ambassador no, at festivals? Not, That's I, why I, I was I, I've never been to GABF. Didn't go to CBC. I sent everybody else. Okay. I just don't like crowds. I don't like dog and pony shows. They frustrate me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you I like just, people in yeah. theory, but in practice, <laughs> you, you just <laughs> feel yeah. the I, idea of people. Because I feel the same. When exactly. I go on Wikipedia and I read about people, it yeah. really excites me. <laughs> right. And then when I meet one of those, yeah. it's just kind of <laughs> I don't know what yeah. to do with them. You're yeah. like, you're like, I'm not sure where that excitement went. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. they talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like fixing problems. So if you could just have uh, like yeah. a, a news article, like a Dear Abby thing. People just write in, yeah, you deal with it, and then you're done. <laughs> Wash your hands of it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, well well so, put, Warren. And and by the way, at and also public speaking terrifies me. Okay. Like even uh, so, yeah. after I got a PhD, I was lecturing at university and stuff like that. It's I always hated it. Well, okay. as soon as we go live here, we'll we'll talk. Yeah. About how that. are you? <laughs> how are you doing the whole radio thing live? Not good. Like, I, I can see the I sweat on your no brow. I sure that no one listened to this show ever, so he was good. Yeah, nobody listens. And by the way, you're doing great. And right, uh, I actually like radio for kind of the same reason uh, that it, at least it's a little isolated, and you're just talking to us in a sense. We no, know that people are listening, obviously, but the point is to have a conversation. So, but I think you know, like this environment, I like it that you guys are still genuine. After if it's commercial break, you guys are still normal. It's still continue the conversation you know i've been on a lot of different um you know all the beer video podcasts going on right now people come in want to interview us yeah you know some really dry people but right when the camera turns on they're just this bubbly personality and it catches me off guard and i'm just kind of speechless don't know what to do because what just happened yeah and then it goes off and they're just retreat into the little corner yeah anyway so um after that decided to I got a master's, went and got a PhD in New Testament. My goal is to be an academic and teach and lecture. Okay. So I went to University of Aberdeen in Scotland, um, dragged my wife and kids over there, and was there for about a couple years. Okay. Finished PhD, came back, bad economy. Uh, And so schools stopped hiring. Seminaries were closing down. Uh, People found out that, you know, universities found out that their history professor could um, teach this subject. So these were public schools too, not just private. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, uh, interesting. So it was rough. Yeah. And then, uh, got a ended up teaching at Fuller Seminary. That's how I met Trip and a number of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but can, I was, can we just just stop right there because right. Uh, I've never mentioned Trip on the show, but I would like to give he's him a plug so right, now right now because I, he's a fascinating human being <laughs> who does a beer. So. Uh, Trip's going to hate me the way I describe it. He does a somewhat of a beer theology podcast where they sit around and mm-hmm. drink beer like we do, and they discuss some um, very lofty, yeah, very lofty. some it's weirdly difficult smart. concept uh, of, of theology. And from what I understand about it, and, and what I've listened to, I have listened to a little bit. It's really fascinating. I like what he does. Yeah. And so, anyhow, you 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 met Trip uh, not through through beer. It sounds like is that what you were? No, 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 no. no. Okay. I met Trip through beer. Okay, through but beer. it's okay. uh, Different lecturing. Oh, and what's his podcast called? So we can give the homebrewed Christianity. There you go. You can look up homebrewed Christianity <laughs> nice. if you want to go check it out and, and listen. Good. Which so, sometimes he even re- records it at at Monkish, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah okay. So uh, having the PhD in hand, lecturing at Loyola Marymount, I was there for five years, uh, teaching part time only. Uh, being an adjunct professor is probably one of the worst things. They tr- treat you what crap the students do. Okay. Know, they, <laughs> 
colleagues. It's just, it's kind of rough. Really reinforcing your love of people. Yeah. And then during, (laughs) thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for seeing my frustrations. Yeah. I could. Um, (laughs) And then uh, during the summers, you had no work, so you had to get part-time jobs. So I was lecturing part-time at three universities and seminaries, and then also holding about three to four part-time jobs. And so at some point, I decided, you know, I wanted a homebrew as just something as a hobby. Okay. So... So you got into home brewing, but you also at this point you were you had had Belgian beer and and were inspired yeah. by that as well. Yeah. So uh, I've just always been a person fascinated to drink and try different things. Mm-hmm. So drinking beer, I've always been. Uh, I, I remember gravitating towards imports and then whatever craft you know I could find, Pete's okay. Wicked, or whatever. Growing sure. up, uh, and then uh, and then when I was in. Aberdeen, Scotland, drink a lot of British multi beers and got old really quick. Okay. Drinking real ale. Uh, <laughs> it did? Wow. Yeah. Because well, it was the same. Enough already. Just, Your narrow flavor just, spectrum just or? Low alcohol. It's cold. <laughs> it's gray. You're depressed. You just want to get drunk. And you have to drink 20 of these to feel anything. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so you're not <laughs> a camera. Then, well, so you're not a camera all member. Of the Scottish <laughs> girls are just out drinking you. <laughs> it's just so you're embarrassed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but that's leveling the playing field. If they're getting drunker and you're not, right. he's married. That's the, who gives a shit? Right. Well, I guess yeah. yeah, it's too late for you. Right. Uh, so after that, just decided to um, just give up on really spending time on yeah beer. Drank a lot of scotch. Uh, okay. Spent a lot of time drinking scotch, and then somebody gave me some. Uh, I think it was Laffer. Yeah, and I kind of opened my eyes to Belgian beers again, and then started trying every Belgian beers I could find while over there. Then coming back while I was home brewing and drinking only Belgian beers, I was only brewing Belgian beers. Okay, I have I think I brewed one porter that I um, still put Belgian yeast in. So they they were just more interesting to you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So here's sort of the point I think where I become extra fascinated with your story because here you are, you've spent all this time earning a degree in something that. It sounds like even you still would have liked to do if jobs were available, and you do this almost 180 to becoming an entrepreneur. How does that happen? Uh, my wife told me it's time to move on to something else. Yeah? So it's pretty simple. Uh, and then I think we were looking at different options, and uh, we always kept the idea of, I think after the first batch, just figuring that, you know, this, hearing about Eagle Rock uh, and, and the brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, and what Patrick did, seeing that it's you know maybe this is something we should consider. Okay, so we did. So, so we did. always considered it, and so it was one of many options. And I thought about going back to school because school is pretty easy. Thought about being going to law school or something that could make some money. Sure, um, I hear that about law school. It's pretty it's easy. easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, if you don't have to like people to be a lawyer. <laughs> oh yeah, it's almost the yeah. opposite. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people don't have to like you either. <laughs> Yeah. Where was the uh, feedback on your homebrew coming from that you thought it was good enough that you were considering a brewery? No feedback. Actually, I'm kind of – I just threw everything on the table, never joined a homebrew club, never really shared my beer with many people. Uh, it's just with everything I do, I just take everything very seriously and kind of criticize everything in life. Okay. Um, and so even today, I'm just – I'm not very happy with 
where a lot of my beers are going. Really? And so it's always people always ask me, what's your favorite book? What's your favorite movie? I have no favorite book. I have no favorite movie. My favorite book, my favorite beer is the next beer I'm going to drink, the next beer I'm going to make. Okay. It's, uh, for me, it's a, in life, it's a journey towards something better. Okay. You like to move and evolve. Yeah. And, so it's, uh, it also sounds like you're very self-critical, which I think is important in beer making, to be honest, because you have to kind of taste that beer and, and know yeah. I screwed that up and not be prideful about it in a mm-hmm. sense so that, so that you start to ignore things about your beer. So in other words, I'm kind of saying you, you seem to have the, my, the right mindset to make great beer as opposed to others who come in and go, yeah, I'm just patting myself on the back. I'm really making that good beer now. You know? So you saying the first objective feedback you got on your beers was once you were already a pro? Uh, not objective, objective, but uh, well, not, yeah, not, not for you. Objective, I mean. yes. You were calibrating to the Belgian when I beers. Opened, when I opened the brewery, we knew we didn't have enough money. I'm, opening a brewery does cost money. Yeah. And we knew we didn't have money. But then we always thought that at this stage, we should possibly get more money. And it, it oftentimes didn't happen. And somehow we got... The brewery opened, did a lot of the construction ourselves. I was on YouTube learning how to sweat copper pipes and doing a lot of things. And still, to now, you know, today I do a lot of the maintenance at the brewery. Okay. Um, so when we, so I'd never told anybody that we were opening this brewery. I didn't even tell a lot of friends and family because we always had exit plans in place. Okay. And, and, so and what you, I, did I, you? So no? I remember when we opened, we brewed our first batch of beer. We got enough money and everything to open brew our first batch of beer we packaged it i got some samples and i went down to beachwood and number of accounts and i'm like here um i made this beer which and everybody always asked me you made this beer you have a brewery because they thought that i contracted or Mm. something that because they have never heard of monkish yeah um and so it was quite of a for them I, i didn't really realize that until now that um, not many people don't self-promote themselves early on. Right. Um, so that was really the initial feedback. Why? Was ho- the first batch. And, and also realizing that most breweries, because I did become you know friends with some of the breweries like uh, Rob from El Segundo. Uh, I think he dumped his first batch. A number of breweries I always heard they dumped their first batch. And then when I, w- I was expecting to dump the first batch, I'm like, okay, I should dump it. But you know what? I'm going to carbonate it so I can practice carbonating. Yeah. And so we carbonated it. We kegged it. And I'm like, it tastes like beer. <laughs> yeah. I'm not dumping I'm that. Like, right, yeah. It's really, I mean, it's like, it's nothing really bad. Maybe they'll forgive me because it's my first batch. And then I remember I took it and Gabe was like, hey, this is really good. So he bought a keg right on the spot. You know, during that time I was doing sales with kegs in my car. I'm like, here, take yeah. one. Yeah. Um, what, why wouldn't you tell people about it even if you, you have an, an exit strategy? Are you... Do you have a fear of being embarrassed that, like, we I started this big project, and, and what if we don't make it? Yeah, you know, it's one of those, like, I don't know for you, but, like, if radio failed for you, mm-hmm. how would you feel listening to radio and small startup stuff? Like, Pretty people rough. Ask, people ask me about, like, theology right now because if that path didn't work out, I'm still paying student loans. I think I have more student loans than I do brewery loans. Okay, um, wow. I don't like to look at my... You know, theological books that I have I have book, you know, uh, bookcases full of them. I yeah. don't like to think about teaching. I don't like to talk about it. I don't like to talk about any of that stuff because it reminds me of a path that didn't work out for me. I understand. Sure. Yeah. So, um, 
I think partly is I didn't want to have to deal with another failure. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. you know, and I still think about it. If I closed Monkish and it didn't work out, how would I feel about drinking craft beer? Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't drink craft beer. It's a good question. Let's go right yeah. back to scotch. You're defining failure <laughs> yeah. by your terms. I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't call that failure, but you're defining it as failure. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense to me. I relate to that a lot, not wanting to go. And I don't even like watching radio sh- or watching television shows or radio shows that are more successful than the television show we produced or the radio show. <laughs> right. we Which produced. leaves a very small <laughs> window. Right. Right. Which is why you don't yeah. listen to any podcast. Right. Yeah. I don't listen to podcasts. Yeah. I, read a, I don't watch yeah. much TV shows. I read a lot of goddamn books because I've never written a book. So. <laughs> <laughs> so in my mind, I'm still the best author that has ever exactly. written. Right. Yeah. Not you written, will uh, be the best author. If the BA, it's, like, it's like me and wine. I don't know anything about wine, mm-hmm. but I sure know a lot about wine. Because I really don't know anything about wine. <laughs> right, that's, so that's right. That's what I drink. Yeah. yeah, which and I also sort of then refuse to learn anything formal about wine exactly. for the same reason. I no matter how the rest of this goes, I can always go enjoy wine. Yep. That's right. I feel yeah. the same way about personal hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we know. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, let's talk about a beer uh, quick. Let's let's yeah. wedge a beer in here, shall we? Newcastle um, Brown. Yeah. Your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the beers that we have uh, for me tonight is Crux. Tell us about this beer. Crux uh, is our, I think, second beer we released. Actually, it was our first uh, our first beer we made. We call it a Blate. Um, it was actually an attempt to make this. We couldn't figure out the efficiency of the system. Uh, but eventually, we came up with this. This is our second beer we ever released. It's Crux Belgian Single uh, with Elderflower. Uh, we started off early spicing a lot of our beers. I drink a lot of tea. Like Again, just always trying to keep my mind off of what I'm really focused on. Um, so this beer is spiced with Elderflower. Okay. That's a nice beer. And I had this yeah. for the first time at the brewery, uh, pretty fresh, I think. In fact, you might even give me a couple different uh, years of it or something. Uh, I'm not sure. We had, a, we had a few beers that night, Brian, so I don't remember which bottles were, were which. But uh, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, do not do that. <laughs> is Crux one of your uh, – is this your flagship beer? We don't really call anything flagships, but uh, we do make it more than not. Uh, I think one of the things is originally I didn't want to make any flagships. And then when you open with only certain beers and then you start getting support from local uh, places like bars and they want to keep it on handle, it's hard to say, no, you, should, you can't keep it on a handle, permanent handle. So we have to make certain beers more often than I probably would like to make it. Yeah. Um, I like more of the creativity side of things. So if I, I, it's hard for me to repeat making beers. You would almost do just one-offs every time if you could. Wow. <laughs> if I could, if you could, you could. so you you wouldn't repeat. And and some breweries are are doing you that. Not, no. not many no. can. That's not a model. I think this is a good time to ask you about uh, kind of your your beer philosophy. Is you don't do pale ales and IPAs at all. No, we don't. And it's a difficult market to make money in when you don't. Yeah, even though people will say that you know, since we only make Belgian style beers, even if we brew a lager. I'll still make the lager with the Stellar Artois strain. Okay. So I can still call it a Belgian okay. lager. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it doesn't move as fast as pale ales or just more conventional sure. American pub-style beers. So um, It's a hard line to take. It is. So people always think that we have a niche. Yeah. Oh, you're so great. You did this niche that you only brew Belgian-style beers. You're the only one that's doing these kind of beers, and the brewery was doing it, but now they've kind of went a little more esoteric with uh, higher ABV and specialty beers. Yeah. So they always said that we are doing something nobody else is doing. I like it. But 
it, it it's is still Torrance. a hard move. It's still Torrance. And yeah, it doesn't matter how many breweries open up in the same industrial business park. If they uh, all brew pale ales, they all will sell pale yeah. ales and IPAs. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. You have a sign in your brewery that says no MSG and no IPAs. Yes. No <laughs> I'm good on that. It, uh, it started off as a joke. I, when we first – another rant I have is uh, – so we opened up on the east side of Torrance, not a very great place. Uh, we are, are actually on the border of Torrance and Harbor Gateway, which is unincorporated L.A. County. The uh, nation's worst game, 204th Street, was across the street from us. Okay. Uh, maybe they still are. I assume they still are. But anyways, um, it wasn't a very good area, so we didn't expect other breweries to open. And uh, we're currently sandwiched by two breweries. Wow. I didn't even know that. Is that recent? Yeah, so Smog City okay. is just half a block away from us. Okay, got it. Interesting. And we have dudes on the other side. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's... Um, I don't, it's it's kind of interesting that what, what, when we first opened, we only brew Belgian-style beers. People came into the tasting room. They didn't know what they were getting into, but at least they were open. Um, so mm. one of my issues I have now, people ask me, like, with all the breweries and the beer hopping going on, how do you feel about it? I'm not a big proponent of it, even though I do like my neighbors. Um, it's that it it kind of, you know, your sole identity is kind of tarnished by Torrance, and then by being on a beer tour, because people would used to come in and were willing to try whatever beer you have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now people come in because they went to all the other breweries making pale ales and IPAs and conventional beers. They come in, they're like, "Give us your three best IPAs." Yeah. yeah. And they want to compare. It just yeah. gets old. We're like, "No, we're only a Belgian style brewery." So, okay, give me a stout. And it's just you know, it's got also at some point we put the sign up. Sorry. Well, no MSG, no IPAs. That's <laughs> yeah. a joke. But people do get so, upset at us as being pretentious. And but in a sense, like, now consumers then are are getting to know um, the market better than they're getting to know the actual product, like what you guys do. In other words, they know what the market is now. Everyone does parallels and IPAs, yep. so they just immediately yep. assume that you do, as opposed to knowing more about craft beer. Yeah. But Which, honestly, if I was to do it again, I... I, I Maybe I would open up like a society model to do IPAs and still do the Belgiums. Why? For financial reasons? Yeah. Some days it's a lot well, easier to pay the bills. Yeah. That side yeah. went up. It can go down as well. I mean, you're not, you didn't say forever. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like Warren. <laughs> There's a bunch of breweries around here that said they never make an IPA. Yeah. They're making IPAs. And they're, and they're making IPAs. I wish they would have yeah. stuck with that. Yeah. <laughs> but their families might not if it's easier to pay the yeah, bills yeah, the that month. Yeah, the bank said, oh, this is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, but we educated as craft beer. I always say we, like I own a fucking brewery. Uh, <laughs> but we educated people on IPAs and pale ales. We can educate them on other styles as well. But it's it's harder to, to educate the masses when you're just giving them what they think that they want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, you know, there's like the whole... Uh, Say there's only there's say there's five different basic beer styles and Belgian's one of those and hoppy beers are, are are another. The hoppy beers take up a large portion because people like those flavors. They really do like those flavors. They're, they like the alcohol. They're, they, they, it hides the alcohol well. It's uh, at, uh, every year there's a whole a whole new uh, set of uh, ingredients that come out in the form of different hops. Mm-hmm. Uh, make the beer more interesting, you know. And uh, whereas like you know like the like the Belgian beers, which are great, it's just a smaller segment of the drinking public. Sure. But they I, need to be serviced as well. Yeah, but you know, like I, I call it our beers. We make quota beers. We're that one tap handle on a set of 12. Yeah. It's that one Belgian beers. Summers are great because people like 
you know, for some reason they think uh, summer, hot drinking weather, we'll drink the light Belgian beers or whatever. But everybody makes a saison yeah. during the summer. So it's actually more competitive for uh, tap handles. So it, sure. it is a, a very int- a tough uh, business model. I think once once the general public realizes that Belgian beers typically have a little higher alcohol than a pale ale, people are going to be on to Belgium because that's too, all. Yeah. That's all I would wager from my friends that aren't in the craft beer scene. The ones who drink craft beer go for IPAs because of the alcohol, and that's it. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily <laughs> like the bitterness. They don't like the hot really? flavor. They, don't like, no, yeah. they also, want to get no, yeah. drunk really fast. When you see IPA attached to everything, the style right behind the name. It's so easy to order. It's yeah, safe yeah. Uh, versus a Belgian Dubel, a Belgian yeah. Trapel. Right, because you, you have to work yeah. at figuring out what you're yeah. drinking. Yeah. So, I mean, we could, in a sense, um, go against and kind of sell out to what I believe I could call our doubles ambers. You know, and Sure. It's like, you know, hmm. if I... If we feel like one beer, like Crux's Belgian single, is moving a little, we call it a Belgian single. If I wanted to move a little bit more volume in the tasting room, all I have to do is change it to a Belgian blonde. Yeah. And then sales in the tasting room just really? skyrocket. Just yeah. goes right to the room. Or if I wanted to just add just wheat in it, yeah. people will just order it more so. Because they're keyed into those. It's to those uh, familiar. Names. Yeah, they, they're okay. familiar it's, with the wheat. It's beer. a safeguard. And also because it's so mainstream, nobody knows, you know. What this brewery is, that brewery is, mm-hmm. but at least they know what that IPA, that wheat, um, it, versus what is a monkish, what is a yeah. Do you have tripel? What's a quad? What's do you a, have a, a a fundamental issue with with skewing how you name your beers to what people are asking for? Or you, it sounds like you just kind of want yeah, I mean, be- that you're 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 maintaining that line because you want to be as traditional as you can be. Because the beer could taste the same and be the same beer you want to make. But you are drawing a line at then not marketing it differently, too. I think it's some sense educational, uh, some sense tradition, some sense screw everybody. Yeah. It's a big thumb your nose. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, Which is great. And I think the industry kind of needs that a little bit. Well, I think the drink you know, that public that is against the people who are buying it. I, but I, also yeah, for I, me, I, I just have a hard time. Of naming, like legally TTB, you have to say it's an ale, a lager, or whatever. Sometimes I just want to leave it as an ale. I wish I could just say beer and just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. I just think farmhouse, that's what we kind of lean towards, but I don't live in a farm. Right. You know, it's you know or a Saison, it's troublesome to call a beer a Saison because. What is a Saison? A lot of people use Saison DuPont still as a classical bar. So if anything tastes different from a Saison DuPont, I'm sorry, uh, a uh, Saison DuPont, mm-hmm. then it becomes very troublesome. This is not a Saison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I understand. I so, saw somebody at the Firestone Walker Fest walk up to a brewery that had a, a wheat Doppelbach on and say, I w- I've heard that the banana beer here is very good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it did not taste very strongly of banana, but... Like, that's kind of one of the characteristics that people associate with Belgian beers. So maybe you should just call it banana beer. Banana ten, beer. Ten that would help, too. Ten minutes ago, the conversation went something like this. Oh, my God, the banana beer. you got to try it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's a festival full of people who are, you know, theoretically a step above the average right. drinking public. Right. Yeah, well, and the I, drinking I was so surprised. Is, yeah, the drinking public is really the issue here is that over time, they're going to get better at knowing uh, their beers. They're going to realize 
that Saison is a really good beverage, and I should drink more Saisons, and they will. Well, I like, think you're just uh, ahead of your they'll, time in a you, way. Well, they'll get better at it because of breweries exactly. like Exactly. You'll get some good Saisons. Yeah. Yeah. So, let me float this by you then. How about you just brew you know, Saison or anything that you like doing, and just call it an IPA, and you'll knock out two birds with one stone. <laughs> one, you'll get some extra revenue. And two, <laughs> now that person isn't just going to default order an IPA at their next bar because now they don't know what they're getting, which is the only reason they ordered it in the first place. Throw a total wrench. I'm just, uh, Henry's, just saying. Henry's thinking You can it. use that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, uh, What's this beer in our glass now, the second bottle that we have? Uh, well, I don't know if you heard that loud bang about five minutes ago, but that was the cork flying out of the bottle and hitting the uh, nice. the track lighting here in the and studio. And the beer flying out as well. <laughs> yeah, big, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's no a name. Brett something, right? Yeah, yeah no, it's no, it's, no label on it. It was Crocs, the previous beer uh, bottle conditioning with uh, Brett Brooks. With Brett Brooks. Yeah. I like this beer a lot. Dry. Um, yeah. a, a yeah. great example of of a, of Brett of yes. tasting Brett. Like yes. you could give this to somebody to help them learn about what this thing <laughs> Brett is. Everybody's talking about yeah. and wear a helmet. Uh, and really, <laughs> you really get Brett from this? Oh my God! No, yeah, really? Brett explosion. Yeah, yeah. Brett explosion. It, to me, it so, almost covers up the elderberry or elderflower. See, no, no, that's the first so much one. Became a berry, but he said it's the same as the first one. Oh, it's he? the same beer. I get. Really? Same I don't beer. get that much. Yeah. Same beer. Same beer. Well, finished with Brett. I oh, get coconut. Oh. I get like uh, like toasted or maybe almost fresh coconut shavings and bread. Hmm. Yeah, this is one of the issues. Brian and I we, we talk about you know so we go drink beers and sample things and every time there's a Brett beer on, we're trying to assess the quality of Brett or the quantity of bread if you can quantify it. Um, and so some of our Brett saisons are very Brett forward. Okay, um, and then so. We taste other Brett beers. We don't really get Brett. So okay. we're wondering, yeah. Yeah, yeah. do we put too much Brett in our beers or I don't know. We're, we're just kind of. Uh, well, first of all, I, I think know. you can almost never put too much Brett in your beers. It was an opinion that I have. Um, but, yeah, I can see that happening. If, if you guys, your palates are skewed, right? You're, you're tasting these things with a mega Brett to you. And this, yeah. this might be on your low scale. But to me, it's just a great example of it. Yeah, we like. I don't know. I've been going around to different breweries, and they uh, think Brett's becoming more popular. Mm-hmm. And so I see, you know, such and such beer with Brett, and it is my when, I, when I'm used to say law. Yeah, so we will be drinking. It's just the Brett is so big. Okay, and so when I see like with Brett, I I have an expectation now. Well, that should be our next beer. Then we're going to take a break, okay. and maybe we should do some say law, uh, so yeah. we can because I'd love to be able to taste that yeah. that, that difference. Uh, All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. By the way, 888-401-BEER if you want to ask questions yourself or uh, hit the chat room with Bebo. She's in there taking your questions. We've got Monkish in the studio. We're going to learn a lot more about their beer and how it's made when we come back. So hang in there. It's the session live from the Hop Grenade. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Limited time only. Enter promo code BNARMY during January and February for 10% off any Monster Mill. Don't settle for the second best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two and three roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer lasting performance. 
Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. <laughs> Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Remember, during January and February, for 10% off any mill, enter promo code BNARMY. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and roast. Rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. For nearly 40 years, one organization has had your back. The American Homebrewers Association. Are you a member? <laughs> Why not? Join the more than 40,000 brewers who enjoy all the American Homebrewers Association has to offer. Like Zymergy Magazine, in print and online. Plus the Zymergy app. Zymergy is the leading publication for amateur brewers around the world. Supporters also get member deals at their local breweries, bars, and homebrew shops. These alone quickly pay for your membership. You'll also get great member-only resources at homebrewersassociation.org and access to AHA events like the National Homebrewers Conference and the National Homebrew Competition. The American Homebrewers Association promotes the hobby of homebrewing, protects the interests of homebrewers, and brings beer lovers to together become a member today it costs less than a batch of beer and gives back so much more visit homebrewersassociation.org that's it i've had it i am never putting hops in my beer again what why it's just too ridiculous insane prices stupid contracts high shipping costs crappy selection dude you need nico brew nico brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare-bones club where you'll get the best deals in Anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Brewcasters are back. It is a 401 beer. Whatever. Yes, welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. 
You're listening live. We had a bit of a long break there. We had internet breakage. Henry's uh, jinx, apparently, because uh, half of the hop grenade exploded uh, yes. at, at the break. This is the first time the menu has failed. Our, our, That's awesome. Our menu no, awesome. beer is yeah. too good. Real great. See, I, know, I already know this about you, Henry. You sort of like chaos, and you <laughs> no, brought, it, like and chaos. You brought like, it with you. I don't like to leave the brewery because when, every time I leave the brewery, something happens. Yeah. Something breaks. At the brewery. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, like, I think uh, once I went down to San Diego, there was an earthquake. All, okay. all the gas went out. Um, so even acts of God happen when you're when you leave the brewery. Well, like I find it weird. Like we bottle condition all of our beers. We've only had one bottle that ever um, explode. Oh yeah, during bottle conditioning. Okay. And I happened to be walking by the pallet, and I heard it pop. Oh, and I'm shit. like, that sounds. It's a very familiar noise. And I looked over, <laughs> and then you see the the case. It just starts turning brown. It was a Belgian strong dark, and it starts dripping down. It's the only bottle we ever had popped. Wow. And I just walked by, and I actually heard you it. You walked by it at that moment? Yeah, and then I had like uh, a burning bush two thing. barrel buns that have <laughs> yes. popped off. Uh, one from one of our fooders. Uh, I was there, and I heard it, and I popped it. Wow. Same time. How long it had been in the bottle? Uh, not long at all. Hmm. I think but, it was just a weak glass. and just but, broke. You're lucky it was on the outside of the pallet versus if it was buried in the oh, middle yeah. at the bottom. Oh, yeah, you just have to take the whole blocks. pallet. Right, yeah. So what do you do then with that? the rest of that? Are you worried now about the rest of the batch, the whole pallet of, of beer, or do you, you know? No, you just take it out, clean it. I mean, Just the one? Yeah. You don't worry now that, hey, we're going to have 50 bottles. No, I mean, after that, yeah. you're just we held it longer for a few more weeks just okay. to make sure there, and you go. there was no increase in uh, CO2. Got so it. So I blame it on weak glass. Yeah. Well, Henry, you'll be happy to know that there is some silver lining to us not having a menu. No one was able to order any pale ales or IPAs. <laughs> For the whole break. Nope. That's right. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Hey, real quick, before we carry on, we've got Monkish in the studio, and we're so happy to have him here. And uh, as we're learning about great beer and how to do it, I wanted to remind you, uh, you know, we talked to Gordon Strong uh, just a couple weeks ago, and he's got his new book coming out. I think you can now get it. Uh, Modern Homebrew Recipes, Exploring Styles and Contemporary Techniques. Uh, you can go over to brewerspublications.com and uh, check it out, of course. But uh, Gordon Strong, uh, he's the only guy to have won the Ninkasi three times in a row. He's the highest-ranking uh, beer judge certification program judge, and he really knows what he's doing. And he wrote, uh, he wrote you a, a homebrew recipes guide. Me? And, uh, yes, you. Shit. I did it for you. That's amazing. Um, you should start homebrewing. He's going to sign it. <laughs> he's going to well, sign it for you. He's, yeah. he's going to be at the National Homebrewers Conference signing them probably. Oh, man. And, uh, I feel very blessed. He's also given sensory profiles for each beer so that you can you know not just make the beer from his recipe, but then go back and read the, the tasting notes and, and see if uh, you got it close to what he was going for. Um, so go check it out over at brewerspublications.com. And, and Gordon's been super nice to us over the years, so I'm really happy to see him uh, writing a book like this for us. You know, we haven't had a great uh, recipe book. Uh, like this since brewing classic styles so it's nice to see another one of our friends doing that all right take your glasses off now that you're not reading lay her out the old man (laughs) stop being professional change your depend my one depend (laughs) well i assume you only wear one at a time would you say i'm wearing depends right now yes I guess you do. I don't know. It depends. It depends. <laughs> it does depend. Yeah. All right. So what monkish beer do we have in our glass now? Let's start there. I believe we have the Sunset. Oh, have, yeah, Sunset the beer. beer. We made this beer with a local bottle shop called Sunset Beer Company. Uh, they're located in Echo Park, one of those gentrified areas in uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of hipsters. So we wanted to make a beer hipster-friendly 
Yeah. <laughs> so it had to be low ABV and hoppy. So and we there should be like a uh, like a whole <laughs> page of what is hipster friendly, right? Not just in beer. I mean other things too. Things you're allowed to say. Things you're allowed to listen to. And th- <laughs> so these are the this is the beer that's hipster. Well, you like to hate on LA. LA is very demographically kind of split, even. Uh, culture-wise, but also beer-drinking-wise. And yeah. on the east side, you know, Silver Lake, Echo Park, where, like, Eagle Rock Brewery is, they like lower ABV beers. Okay. Interesting. Got to be skinny jeans friendly. Right. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. You got to fit in those 501s. Um, yeah. But then, like, where we're located, it's the South Bay. We're by the beach. We have a lot of bros. So high ABV and hoppy beers. It's Get fine. drunk quick. Yeah, it's, Flat yeah. bill hats. Pop yeah, collar. Bill. Sure. So, Four shorts. So, you know, like, we always know which beer will do well in certain you know, demographic. Anyways, this is... Uh, uh, in Echo Park, they have a little lake, man-made lake called Echo Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Echo Park, I don't know what it's called. Echo Park Lake? I don't know. Anyways, it has a bunch of lotus uh, plants in it. So for this beer, we put lotus seed, uh, orange zest. To be a cool brewer, you should zest every so often. So we we try to zest periodically. Yes. This is really cool beer. Yeah, so it has a bunch of like orange zest. And then we dry hop with Citra, Galaxy, and Mosaic. Uh, and then we bottle condition this with uh, um, Brett Toi, Dre. So this was another... Uh, uh, Only ex- bottle conditioned with Brett, yeah. This was another uh, exploding uh, corker. And so does that go away over time or will it get worse over time stay the same will, will it always be an exploding cork it'll i mean i don't think co2 if co2 level goes lower then you have a problem with the container holding co2 um it'll always continue to build okay we have a caller as well i'm really enjoying this beer oh no and uh yeah we have a caller who uh, if they're still we had we made the poor person wait through that whole long break yeah, this it, it hangs up on people too after a certain amount of time no ah. i checked he's still there oh, did you just hit that end call button yeah, yeah. <laughs> tim from orange county's on the line he's got a question for the boys from monkish tim what's happening hey what's going on uh, just drinking some, oh. some excellent beer yeah tim what do you got for the dudes yeah well um i'm interested because um Monkish seems like a brewery being like, you know, uh, heavy on the Belgian emphasis and an IPA uh, parallel culture to be breaking new ground. I mean, they have a beer called The Feminist, and at the same time, they're kind of, uh, feminism is still kind of like a hot topic when it comes to geology or politics. And so I'm wondering, you know, do you feel as, as though um, you are innovators or pioneers when it comes to uh, allowing women to kind of uh, integrate themselves into the craft beer culture, and or did Jesus really evolve from his encounter with Canaanite women as well? I didn't understand the last yeah, part. Yeah, say that again. Jim, just that last part. Said about quinoa. <laughs> did Jesus evolve uh, in consciousness from his encounter with the Canaanite women at the well. Oh. Something about Canaan Ivory Wayne. No, he's talking about <laughs> Jesus' conscious evolve with the woman at the well and Canaan. It's the whole gospel yeah. wow. of John. How yeah. much did you guys pay Tim to call into this program tonight? It's, uh, uh, from, because you mentioned homebrew Christianity. Ah. So this is what happened. Got it. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, would you like to answer either or both questions? Uh, no. Okay. And call. <laughs> Hit the button. Thanks, yeah, yeah drops. No. Moving along. So I, think, I think part of it, uh, I've had people come from, so I used to work at the brewery and i've had people come visit monkish and they describe monkish as very feminine okay because of beer names or the color of beer okay we have two pink beers um 
and other things are very rose beers, yeah. rose colored. Do you rose. feel that this was intentional or, or just it could sort of happen that way? Uh, like uh, probably our best selling beer is feminist. Uh, Belgian triple with hibiscus, lots of hibiscus. ABV is like nine four. It's a little, I don't know. It's it's a thematic beer. If I was to brew the beer again, I wouldn't make it so big. I would probably go in the higher rate because um, the higher ABV kind of gives it more. And the, all that hibiscus, such a perceived sweetness. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty dry beer, but it's um, it's a lot of perceived sweetness for me. Okay. Uh, I've always taught from a feminist perspective. In Christianity, because it's written by males for males, mm-hmm. and um, in a very always in a very uh, patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. Um, probably since the feminist movement, there's always been new studies, uh, more critical studies, and looking at things differently through what's called like a hermeneutic of suspicion, where you take everything suspiciously and looking at power plays. So, uh, feminism is. Uh, is a form of that. So when what you're doing is you're looking at sacred texts and trying to figure out what are women's role in this. Okay. Um, you know, are they invisible behind the text? Why is it only written by males? And just trying to figure that stuff out. Anyways, um, so this was in your studies. This was yeah, something that always I, fascinated I, you. And I always taught from that perspective. Yeah. And so when I decided to, um, you know, I was watching. You ever see that movie, The Stoning of Sonia Soraya, or something like? No. Uh, all right. Tasty probably did. There's though. a bunch of it, he was Henry, first there. of all, just yes, okay. know your audience. It's a bunch of idiots this in this a, room. And this is Concord. Yes. Yeah. So, no, but Wait. we're open to new ideas. Yeah. So, if you'd like to just give us the quick uh, synopsis of the film, but no, we have not seen it. No, so it's basically uh, kind of modern day context where it was a very patriarchal society. The main patriarch was having an affair, but blamed his wife. For having an affair. I think that's how it went. For him having the affair. No, no, no. That she was having an affair. Okay. And so because of that, based on very traditional, um, you know, uh, cultural laws for that village, they had to stone her. So he got her stoned. Okay. And then her sister told the story because some, um, it's actually a true story. Some uh, reporter came by, broke his car, you know, uh, broke down in his car, and then she leaked the story to him and he took off with the story and this movie was made oh i see um about the stoning of this lady in you know a few years ago so watching that movie kind of just you know made me think about feminism and so i decided to make a beer called feminist okay uh, an ode to feminism so it's just like little pink tinge so i use hibiscus to kind of um get that color a little feminine quality, not necessarily a girly beer, mm-hmm. but then also it was the highest ABV intentionally for the first year. I didn't brew anything higher than 9.4, um, so that's it, what we was did. Was it bitter? Uh, <laughs> n- no. Not bitter. <laughs> no. So Doc doesn't feel it's feminist, clearly by the, <laughs> the premise of Doc's question. Is that yeah, so that's, that was kind of more thematic. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say there's... One of the issues I did have is I didn't like how craft beer, when I was trying to get into it, um, there was such a big male testosterone-driven thing. It's like this, all this alpha male. And I, I think a lot of this IPA, I just like it so bitter or whatever. I, and now it's I like it so sour. Mm-hmm. It has to come with like this alpha male testosterone. was like, how many pounds can you bench press? I can bench press <laughs> this. Yeah. This is how many IBUs I want. It's the beer equivalent. Yeah. So um, 
And, you know, beer labels looking like Ed Hardy clothing designs. and <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so we kind of wanted to do something very minimal uh, that was very inclusive to everybody. Yeah. Not necessarily women in particular, but just it kind of, I guess someone said earlier, kind of level the playing ground. But it's, okay. it's frustrating because when you're at, when I'm at festivals, because I do a lot of external functions but even at the tasting room when we because i'm not serve, allowed to be around people he's not allowed <laughs> henry, get back in the cellar yeah. henry it's part of my job yeah. um but when people come and they see a beer called feminist mm-hmm. the stuff that comes out of uh guys mouths is just sometimes shocking is it it's shocking so you're just like i just can't believe you just said that what's an example how much bitterness is it no, Shot fired. That's the example. No, it's just, they'll say like, "Oh, I don't want some girly beer," or really, or they're no, like, but, "Oh, I like what is it? Why is it called feminist?" And I don't want to get in the story, but I say it's, I, I try to avoid sarcasm because I know it's bad. Like we joke, this is a devil's language, but I say like, I don't know. We just support fair wages. I look at them and they just kind of go, "Yeah." They kind of like, "Oh, okay. hey, I shouldn't have said that." It's like, "Hey, you should think before you speak." Yeah, I should. Take that advice personally, but well, and you get the. Uh, I think a, a lot of people think it's a joke, and, and sometimes maybe it is a joke. Yeah, something saying something like "I don't want a girly beer." That's not even a joke. That's just a douchey you're, thing. You're really me. hearing that often, often, yes. Yeah, so like, Especially uh, really? as the festival goes on, the like, one, right. like five hours. So on the menu, right. they're yeah. like, That's uh, at the end. for you, for months early on, people were like, "Can I have the f- beer?" <laughs> what do you say, say the, the word? word? No, yeah, say the, a lot the hibiscus beer. It's not a, wow. I haven't heard that in a while. But Maybe they didn't know how to pronounce it. It's a long <laughs> word. I have the feminist. It is a long word. It's a very long word. Feminana. Yeah. Not many people know Latin, so it's real tough. Feminist is an old Latin word. Yeah. But that's the only beer that you guys have done that is that is specifically targeted towards maybe trying to open this. It's not targeted actually for women. People ask. Someone. Mentioned the beer and referred to it as she. I refer to it as a he. Okay. You know, it's a male feminist. Um, you know. Sure. All right. That Why makes sense. Feminism have to equate towards women. It's more, the idea I of- made the beer as a respect and an ode to to feminism, feminism. yeah, yeah. No, it's an ideology yeah. and it has nothing to do with your gender and, and yeah. like, like yeah. feminism it is beer on tap number one it's always been number one it'll always be number one mm-hmm there's something uh, funny about the the uh, sexism inherent in the word feminism. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's it's it, like uh, oh, it has to be it has to be made for a female. It has to be made yeah, for yeah. a female idea, by a female, <laughs> right, For but, a female, but saying that is you know in and of itself not really understanding but what also, the word means. Yeah, but also yeah. we you know thinking about power plays, we do have the a little philosophical. We do have the luxury as males talking and doing this. Rather than women doing it, because oftentimes women don't women don't have the voice to speak about it. Okay, and I love that. So I have to be conscious that <laughs> I can't use my power as a male to talk about feminism and get any kind of reward for that. Uh, have you gotten any uh, uh, positive feedback aside from maybe the the, the taste of the beer? I'm, I'm sure it's a it's a wonderful. You're beer. talking you, groupies. You've probably heard that, but have you gotten positive feedback from males or females about? Yeah, overall, it is our best selling beer. It is. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fantastic then. Okay. That must feel good, too. 
No, I don't like making that beer. It's a tough beer to make. It is. Just, <laughs> it's so a much pain in the ass. So much hibiscus, it drops the pH, and it kind of slows down fermentation. Okay. <sighs> Every time I brew it, I get nervous. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Henry likes making beer. <laughs> or, he, likes or the any, act, he likes the, like the uh, in you know, theory, I you like it. You know, I go on Wikipedia, I read about brewing. It just sounds so fascinating. <laughs> it sounds great. Until I go into a brewery, I'm like, no. Henry, here's the thing with shit. I want to be around people now. With Henry, we had some people come in to like... <clears throat> Some distributors talk about and wanted to try monkish, and they're just like, "Henry, you're so weird." And they're like, "I love this beer." They're like, "Yeah, it's on my chopping block." <clears throat> like, what? Yeah. And like, well, this beer's so great too. He's like, "Yeah, it's too popular, so I didn't make it for a year." And they're just <laughs> looking at him, just like, "No, so, because it's all about you know equal opportunity, well, I, <laughs> making sure it's really funny." Beers look at people's faces, like, and how their voice, like, yeah. what? equal this opportunity for the other beers. No, 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 no. <laughs> The unmade beers. It was actually because the beer that sold so fast, it was a hoppy beer. Like our first real hoppy beer. Yeah. It sold like crazy. I'm like, no, I'm not brewing this. That just made you upset. Let me ask you something. Your wife was like, we have two loans, dude. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? I had three kids. That's the slippery slope. (laughs) I have a very important question. Do Do you like your kids, Henry? I do love my kids. Okay, there you go. We found something he likes. (laughs) There you go. Do Do you talk to him? In person. In person. On occasion. <laughs> Keep it to a minimum. Now, FaceTime. Let me, here's FaceTime in person. <laughs> Monkish seems to be doing okay. Uh, um, and people love your beer. Uh, we love your beer. I, I know that. And I hear other people uh, who love your beer. The reviews are very good. Uh, the tasting room was completely full when I was there, which yeah. was nice to see. But uh, in my notes, I have that if, if you were asked, would you, would you do it all again? You said, no, maybe I wouldn't even do this again. Yeah, uh, I think I've always said that, and I still believe that I would not do this again. You would not start a brewery again? No. Why is that? You know, I think when people walk into a brewery, they see all the stainless steel, they see the novelty of making alcohol. Um, You kind of forget about the realities behind the person, the brewery. And I think for our business model, it's just always been – we. Everybody that opens a brewery has a different set of uh, circumstances. And I think a lot of breweries or a number of the breweries that go around saying, uh, this is, you know, I'd rather do this than anything else. At least I'm not sitting behind a desk job. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a pretty good maybe financial backing. Okay. Yeah. Maybe are they making a lot of pale ales, IPAs, or whatever it is. It's, it, there has been a business model that works for them. For us, it's been very challenging. And then in doing so, opening this brewery, along the way, there's been many difficult decisions that you have to make uh, and some simple ones that quickly become Difficult ones like the compromising yeah, what you like, might you know, have, or just like you know, being a married couple making decisions, and then you haven't really seen each other, and um, you're trying to figure out how to uh, what's the next beer name, yeah, and then you start <laughs> fighting over a beer name, <laughs> and then you're like, it just kind of gets ugly, yeah. But so then along the way, and then you, you don't see your kids, you don't see you know, all these different things, and it takes a lot out of you. As a human being, I was a lot more optimistic probably before opening a brewery. Um, so I think it, it, there's been a lot of sacrifices getting to this point. You're probably spending uh, tons of hours yeah. at the brewery to open up. Yeah. Uh, so. what, what was the average work week in the first, you know, uh, whatever? First year was about 120 hours, I think I was calculating. A week. Wow. Well, that's, wow. that's a, like any startup. Yeah. You own your own business. That's all going to happen. And 
It's not just the brewery business. But it's, then, it's anything you're doing. But I think then as a human being, what do you value in life? If it's to be a successful business owner, be a successful brewer, what were the sacrifices you made along the way? And then you have to now consciously decide whether that was worth it or not. Yeah. What did you lose? How much of a human being did you uh, uh, did you lose? How much relationships were scarred or were neglected mm-hmm. because of it? People always say, yeah, but if you look 20 years from now and then you're, uh, you know, Making a few million dollars, how would you feel then? Mm-hmm. But then, it, you know, the question you know, is still the same: How much did you lose to get there? Yeah. So there are many days that I think about a nine-to-five job, yeah. just because I could check out and go home. Yeah. I mean, just like today, going up here for this, I was really dreading it because it's Monday. It's the end of the well, it's the end of the month, beginning of the month. Yeah. There's a lot of paperwork to do, so I'm driving and trying to do paperwork and you know scheduling and all these different things just for our business model. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's a, a super so, honest answer. So, so I, but but I, I know that there are many breweries that have better business model or more, I guess, viable ones than we did, and they definitely are enjoying it. So I don't take anything away from them, but I think for me it's just – um, the more I think about it, the more I value my time with my kids, my sure. wife, yeah. and also just simple pleasures of life. Like, I don't want to go to GABF. I don't want to go to Denver GABF. I don't want to go to Portland for CBC. I'm actually trying to plan a trip to go up to Portland after CBC so I could just enjoy time. Okay, yeah. Um, so I started this company to not have a 9-to-5, and I'm going to tell you right now that there are tons of days of the month that I wish I just had a 9-to-5. And then there's tons yeah. of people listening you to this can, right uh, now at their 9-to-5 thinking, thinking how badly that. they want oh, to yeah. not have well, that. So, so, yeah. so there was, there yeah. was a, a, yeah. a home brewer that came in, and he was, like, asking me how I did it. He wanted to know, how did I have three kids and still balance uh, you know, starting a brewery, I'm like, there is no balance. You're going to, you have to yeah, choose yeah. what yeah. you're going to, there's only a certain amount of time in your day to do your 40 tasks that you really only have time to do five of it. And mm-hmm. the next day, those 35 tasks are going to be added onto it. And I was like, well, what is, you know, what's your context? He was like, well, I have this job, like some kind of uh, engineering job. I work about two, three days a week and I'm just really bored of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, all I think about is brewing beer. I'm like, then homebrew. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. And then you can find some balance. Yeah. Because you can have your job and you can do some brewing. Well, uh, you, the same. you could have the job nine to five brewing someplace else for somebody else. And you got all you got to do is make their six beers, right? So you'd be bored as hell. You would have no creativity. Sure. You would have no say-so in what you're doing. But you're doing the nine to five thing. You're still brewing beer. You still hate it. Yeah, but that's why you have hobbies. Yeah. but And there's other things to do because – the my creative options now are so weighted with responsibility, mm-hmm. anxiety. Because what if my I feel like doing this once I came into the brew house, like I don't want to brew this beer because we, we don't have any investors, uh, so I can do whatever I want. I remember going in, it's like I'm gonna play a game with the malts, I'm gonna do you know 40% this. 20% this, 10%. This. I, I think I was there. No, 40, 30, 20, 10%. And I just randomly chose malt and just did that. But was that a very, you know, that choice wasn't made um, without the realities of a lot of weight of responsibility yeah. and anxiety into it. From brewing the batch, hitting the numbers for the batch, transferring, making sure 
the tank was purged correctly. There's no dissolved oxygen, whatever. And then carbonating it to the right level, kegging it correctly, that make sure they're all filled. And then um, all the way up until pouring the glass of beer and watching that person drink. Mm-hmm. That's been like a three-week process of anxiety for that just one beer. Yeah. I mean, there really is no, I would say, quality of life for me in that experience. During that time. Thought about yeah. picking up Valium? <laughs> yeah. Just feeling the pressure of that, and then is it a, is it, is it a success after that? Uh, now, success because you want people to to enjoy it. You spent all that time doing it, but then also how expensive it was just to spend that three weeks on it, the ingredients, your mm-hmm. time, everything else, and your family to think about after that. I don't know. Somehow, I, I think this is a refreshing discussion for me because I I can relate to it. I think there's there is a lot of pressure in it. Yeah, there are times when I sit down and. I do quite enjoy the process, and I do. I'm able to sit back and think about how many people listen to the show, people who get to listen to your story because we're doing it. But I'm going to be honest with you: about 90 percent of the time, feels the opposite. 90 percent of the time is worrying that we're doing it right, or am I going to fail and screw it up? And then 10 percent, I get to go. I think this is a good thing. I think we got it right. It's it's about it's not it's not balanced at all. And it sounds like balance is incredibly important uh, to you. And, and your family, so I can see how it maybe weighs on you a little more even. Yeah, I, I think I just want a genuine experience out of life. Yeah. Balanced or not. I think if I was an heir, so my parents had a business before um, growing up. And just watching them have that business, I told myself I would never want to experience that. So I decided I don't really care about money. That's kind of why I decided to go into path of maybe being a pastor or being something Being an like academic that. or, yeah. Um, and then here I am, and then having three kids, kind of subjecting them to this <laughs> lifestyle. So, yeah. Do you like being an entrepreneur at all? That I think it sounds like maybe no, you like the brewing process. Yeah, you don't I, even I like, like being. I like more the artistry side than I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the business side, what was you... Go ahead. How will you know when you are successful to yourself? You know, in the brewing community, your beers are are, are greatly appreciated, and people look out for them, and, and we drink them, and we enjoy them, but. It doesn't seem like you hold that same weight, that put that same value on what is a successful business. I don't know. I haven't really gotten to the place. I always tell people that I'm, there's so much weight and so much responsibility and uh, not enough time in the day that I've never really had a chance in three, four years to ever sit down and, like, uh, like Justin was saying, to reflect for a moment whether you're enjoying this or not. Yeah. I haven't had really that um, – the chance yet. Yeah. It's a hard part. Yeah. Even with our 10th anniversary party, or, or 10 and 20, I've, I've, for some reason, I've never really done this before, but I'm somehow now quite nostalgic about 10 years. It's starting to mean a lot to me. But I realized that if I just had that anniversary party in San Diego, where it's about a production and getting everybody there and all the beer there, it, 10 years, that, that moment would go right by me without ever having stopped to, to think about it. And so, uh, not that that's any less of a party that we should be throwing, but we're throwing... Uh, friends and family party here on the fr- this Friday, just for people to, so where I don't have to entertain anybody. I don't have to think about anything. We're, I'm just going to drink beer with with these people and and try to think about ten years because uh, for some for some reason I've just decided if this moment goes by and I don't force myself to make a moment out of it, I will regret that. Well, that sounds real boring. I guess <laughs> there's something be, I got to go do this Friday. Actually, yeah, you already you already yeah. RSVP'd. Be- oh, beardy. son of a- no, yeah. but I. Like for us as, as a brewery, 
like when we opened, there was no grand opening. We opened because I had some beer to sell, mm. and I was mm-hmm. like, I'll sell beer if whoever comes through the door. It, yeah. Um, first year anniversary, I didn't want to throw a party. I just basically discounted the beers to say thank you to people. You know, here's a little break from the normal prices. Yeah. Thanks for supporting us for this past year. And, you know, so those kind of things you're trying to figure out along the way is how do you show appreciation because of where you're at now? Yeah. And so that does fuel me to continue to brew beer and trying to figure out Good. what is the next you know thing I want to do. Sure. All right. Well, I hope no one minds listening to this conversation because this stuff is refreshing and fascinating to me. Actually, it, quite uh, the opposite. In, in, the cha- <laughs> in the chat room, they're actually talking about the guest when normally they're making boob and dick jokes. <laughs> right. But peop- and people are, are on. Like Nico just came in and he's like, it's really refreshing to hear people yeah, speak yeah. these words because he's you know, going through opening a brewery and all that kind of stuff. And there's yeah. a lot of people going, wow, this is actually really refreshing conversation good so, so then, and then boobs and dicks and, and then there's boobs and dicks because yeah. i brought it up so <laughs> are yeah. you when you now at this point when you formulate a beer or have an idea are you brewing the beer for you or are you brewing it for the people because you're saying you're trying to think of ideas of how to show your appreciation it's tough because that's like this past year i realized monkish like there's there's this old pastor. I think his name was uh, Charles Jefferson, not the famous Charles Jefferson. But he said that as a pastor in New York City, he felt that the church was a living organism. So he said that, or he he understood that as a living as a living organism, you cannot tell it what it needs to survive. It starts telling you what it needs, and you're, it's your job to feed it. So I think monkish, as long as uh, there's more people involved, it starts becoming something a little bit more than uh, simply uh, Henry and you know Adriana, my wife. Um, so I have to let certain things go. That's mm-hmm. why, like Justin was asking, do you um, do GABF and stuff like that? You know, those are things that we have. To, I have to be willing to concede to, you know, anniversary things, parties, and whatever. So um, it has to be more than me. Yeah, uh, but. Beer construction-wise, for the most part, it is something that I'm personally after. And I, I know that my taste in palate in beer sometimes is a little different from other people. Before we go to the phones, because I've got another caller, I want to know about the beer that's in our glass now, too. I want to make sure we talk about this stuff, too, because I'm enjoying all of it. Uh, say that for me. How's that? The chili so I don't, beer. So I don't screw it up. Uh, Rara Avis. Oh, all right. I might not have screwed that up. Uh, Monkish Rara Avis. Oh, let's not. Uh... It's, uh, it's Latin for rare bird. So we made this beer for the Rare Beer Club, Michael Jackson's uh, club that uh, they have like a beer of the month kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, and so the one segment is uh, the Rare Beer Club. So we were approached to make a beer. We made this beer exclusive, exclusively for them. Uh, it's a... Uh, so blended saison, so spelt saison and a rye saison, we blended it together, and uh, we did add a little bit of lactose. This is one of the tricky part. We don't put in the label that we put lacto. Uh, one reason is when people hear that there's lactose, like, well, I don't get any sourness. Um, what I want from the lacto is just a little um, acid brightness. A little bit sharp acid yeah. that comes out of and it. So, so, so that's it. But it's this issue that I'm in of label, labels and people's perception. Um, of beers that I'm really struggling with and having a hard time dealing yeah. with it. Yeah. Because um, it really is just 
trying to make beers that I really love the profiles of beers. So that's sure. kind of what we go for. Your beer is not having a hard time dealing with it. I'm going to tell you that <laughs> because that when you describe it to me that way, that that's a, I think a great uh, example of using lacto in, in a different way yeah. like that. Uh, Chad taught me that years ago. Who probably learned it from Tasty or somebody else. He he you know made some homebrew and just put a little uh, just to try to get a little lacto yep. sharpness in it. We ended up talking about it on the show and it changed my opinion about what mm-hmm. the lacto could be in a beer as well. You can do it with phosphoric acid. It's just like a flavor enhancer kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Just something to just make it brighter, like you yeah. said, just something else. I use phosphivic acid. Phosphivic? Yeah. Same. It's just one better than phosphoric <laughs> Yes. <laughs> this one goes to 11. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On the phone, we've got a question about uh, one of your beers. I think we've got Charlie from Oklahoma. Charlie, what's happening? Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? We're doing Thank well. Thanks for having me on. No, thanks for calling in. What do you got for the Monkish Boys? Hey, Brian, uh, Chuck Fuller sends me beers out here to Oklahoma all the time. <laughs> awesome. And, uh, Prove it. <laughs> I want, okay, I'm drinking a crust right now. There That's we great. go. Uh, <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit about your Saint series and your single hop Belgian Pels. And uh, what hops did you uh, learn about? All right. <laughs> Let me just point out so that everyone knows what's happening here. Also, not people, what he said on the phone. People calling, people you calling you in. Screen them. Make sure they're she not is. with the homebrewed Christianity. People are calling into our call screener and announcing one question and writing this into me and then <laughs> delivering a separate question. His question originally was, "How did you come up with the name?" Uh, and I'm going to say it wrong, okay. or Bevo spelt it wrong because I never know. Magnificent. Thing. Okay, magnificent. Oh, yeah. And does it uh, attribute to the Virgin Mary? was the question that he gave our call screener. Yes and yes. Yes. I'm pretty yes. sure I typed that out verbatim. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little retarded so, sometimes, I just but wanna, I'm pretty sure I yeah. got that one. We're pretty transparent here at the BN, so I just want everybody to know, you could just ask what you're going to ask, and we're fine with that, too. That would be cool. Yeah, we don't speak. Well, that, that's cool. I just changed my mind. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, that's Bebo. all right, Charlie. No worries. No <laughs> all worries. good. It's still Bebo's fault. Okay, right. so what, <laughs> you, you wanted to hear about the, sorry, the Saint Series. The Saint Series. Tell yeah. us a little bit. The Saint Series and the Hot Series. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well, Henry hated brewing them. That's number one. <laughs> yeah. every, every one of this them. This Henry's uh, giving no, in actually, to the masses. It, it, uh, it does help pay the bills. I love <laughs> yeah. the Saint Series. What is the that Saint Series? That beer sells like two seconds. It's amazing. The info would be on the internet, but he hates the internet. So <laughs> there's people there. What is it? What's the Saint Series? It's uh, We take a Belgian pale ale. Yeah, Belgian pale ale and just uh, take one hop all the way through. Okay. First wort hops, uh, 15 minutes. Uh, whirlpool and then dry hop out a pound and a half. Oh wow! Uh, First wort and then nothing barrel. but and nothing yeah. until fifteen. 15. No wow. bittering. Yeah, the no bittering. the beer has a very low like IBU, and it's a cool alternative to IPAs. I think that's why it sells well because it's a gateway beer either either into Belgian. No IPAs were harmed in the making. Yeah, we we didn't sprinkle too many IPAs. I think it's like right. one IPA maybe. Per, Sometimes you know. people bring you know IPAs to share with us, and we have to sign up. It's infection. I, I start freaking out. I was like, get that out of here! It's not even allowed in the brewery. <laughs> You're going to ruin it for us. It's funny because clean breweries often will keep you out, right? With yeah. with, with bugs on your shoulder and everything else, and you're like, no, keep your clean IPA out of here. Yeah, we don't allow Julian. Get your IBUs out of here. <laughs> Julian has too many IBUs. Yeah, too many, IBUs. <laughs> too many IPAs as a person. Yes, definitely. Uh, all right, uh, Charlie. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you calling in. Cheers.
Uh, say again. Which was the best? Saint Mosaic. I loved it. That's what we have on tap here at yeah. the Hop Grenade right now, too, and it's very good, Charlie. I think Mosaic's my favorite. Cheers. Uh, that's yours as well. Yeah, we yeah. have Citra Galaxy. We do. We've done a few others, but we tend to. Mosaic's take... a great single hop hop to yeah, use. It's just good. Yeah. I mean, even Citra is Citra. And it could be a little bit pissy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Uh, do you guys have any uh, faction uh, beers? Oh yeah, he, he, I, think I enjoyed their view. With his, uh, their view is fantastic. Yeah, um, his pale ale series to me is an interesting one because of the way he likes to use different, uh, sometimes single hops, mm. and really I think gives you an example of what the the main hop is every time. You get to learn a lot about uh, those hops at that time. Well, listen, guys, I, I feel like we have to do six more shows. Seriously. Uh, yeah, people in chat are, are, are demanding <laughs> yeah. another interview. We have six interview. more shows to do. Because um, <laughs> I don't think we really talked about brewing or beer. No, we didn't. We talked about we ideology. We did do, like, process, yeah. but we talked, yeah, ideology, which I think like is perverts. And I'm going to admit that's, that's yeah. my fault because if, I, if there's something interesting to do, Henry, I just, I just went with it, so I hope you don't mind yeah, that. That's fine. Which is why I say there's about six more shows in this because I know you guys make a lot of different beers. We could do a, a beer show next time, for example. Or <laughs> 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 talk, talk about your brewery. <laughs> Any number of these things, but I just, I don't know, I just became fascinated by, by your uh, philosophy of, of brewing as well. Are, Are you guys hanging out here after the show? Because I actually, I'm not, I'm not going straight home tonight. We'll have some beers with these You're going to hang out with oh, these yeah. guys. All right. <laughs> uh, well, and, and, and please don't go anywhere if you don't have to. I'm going to take a, a break. We're going to do a little beer news, uh, which you're, you're welcome to just sit in the studio with us. I think we've got more monkish beer to try, too, oh, yeah. as we go through. So uh, don't leave if you don't have to. Triple eight four zero one beer. That's our phone number. We're going to take a, a quick break. Uh, it might actually be a quick break this time. And then um, when we come back, more from Monkish. We got a little bit of beer news to do, and um, I don't know. We'll probably make fun of uh, probably make fun of Kim Shimke while Kim. we're at it. Yeah. All right. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters, Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. Things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. If you don't know yeast, man, you're missing out. White Labs Yeast Manager, Yeast Man, is available free to any brewer. Yeast Man is your direct link to White Labs Yeast Production Facility. Yes, you can check yeast availability, and yes, you can place an order. But Yeast Man is much more. View yeast. 
increased quality control and analytical reports. See your big QC day entries and reports. Get access to the entire White Labs catalog, specials on overruns of freshly made yeast, and customized options for your account. Yeastman is the only real-time online ordering in the business connected directly to factory production. Yeastman is always on and always live. It's the largest online marketplace for specialty brewer's yeast and related products. Visit Yeastman.com today and tap directly into White Lab's production facility. Gonna brew? Yeastman to the rescue. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today adventures in homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the brutus brew stands and propane burners the serial killer adjustable two roller grain mill with seven pound hopper custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels coolers and mini sized brew pots the brewers at adventures in homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all grain brewing adventures in homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. Brewing Network listeners receive 10% off their homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code IPA at checkout. See terms and conditions for full details. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck.
All right, welcome back, and thanks for sticking with us. we got a few more things to do. We're still hanging out with uh, the guys from Monkish and, and drinking their beer. In fact, we've got Feminist in our glass Ew. now, which is, what's what's the base beer on this? It's a, uh, what you call Belgian it? Belgian ale. A Belgian blonde? Triple. triple. Belgian triple. Yes. And then you add hibiscus is yeah. in it? Lots of hibiscus. And women's rights. Anything else? Equal wages. That's it. It's uh, basically Tiro... And a little bit of aromatic. It used to have, um, yeah, just basically that's all it has. And then lots of uh, dextrose. I think it's smart. My hibiscus put in early on. Early on when? Early on, no. It's done at Whirlpool. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We put in uh, for a 15-barrel batch 17 pounds of it. Okay. Slot. Goes in the whirlpool, and then for most of your beers, but we can focus on this one too. Then it goes to a stainless fermenter, yes. right? And then does almost everything go to a barrel or no? No, I mean barrels are new. We haven't re- actually released anything from barrels yet. Oh, because uh, there was a lot of barrels when I was there. Yeah, so I thought, yeah nothing. Okay. Nothing was released. Uh, yeah, I think when we started, we just have no money. So or, this never. T- this one doesn't touch a barrel. This no. is stainless. To okay. Actually, all the beers you had all stainless. Got it. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And most of your beer out in the market, is it in bottles like we've been drinking tonight, or do you do a lot of keg accounts as well? Uh, mostly kegs. Mostly kegs. Yes, and mostly in, in L.A. area. In L.A., it's uh, mostly a draft city. Yeah. And uh, we do Southern California, Northern California a little bit. Uh, and now we're trying to get into Portland and New York. And are you self-distributing when you're coming Northern California, or yeah. you you have a distributor? I got rid of it. I mean, yeah. my 120 hours days. Yeah, it's just not worth it. Yeah, <laughs> weeks. Uh, yeah. It just got really old. So I was like, yeah. next person that asked me, it, it's theirs, and that's what happened. <laughs> oh, oh, really? The, someone came in with a deal, and you said, "Take it. Yeah. You're my distributor." I would love to have been that guy, that account. <laughs> right. He's like, yeah. wait, really? Because I thought this was going to be – Henry's like, no, fuck it, right now. So, where's was, the paper? I'm signing it. Hopefully that was his first like, like his first time being a, a distributor, first time trying to get an account. That's what I wish yeah. for that person. Yeah. He's like, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to knock him down. I, I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna do great. And then 10 years from now, uh, he'd be like, you know, I, I signed Monkish. That's, uh, that was my claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That's, you know, I did really great in the beginning. You did great, kid. Now knock him down again. Yeah. Yeah, uh, blue chip. I like this beer. Uh, Feminist is a very nice beer. I can see why it's uh, your most popular. I'm enjoying that. All right, real quick uh, before we move on, we got some beer news to do. Uh, as we're talking to the monkish guys, uh, hey, go to beersmith.com right now if you're a home brewer and download your free 21 day trial of their home brewing software. It works on PC and Mac, and it's easy to use. And you don't have to take our word for it, although we all do love it here, and uh, it's very robust. I think we'll see Brad Smith uh, from Beersmith at uh, our uh, 10th anniversary party. You can meet him yourself there or at the National Homebrewers Conference, and he's a very nice man who's passionate about what he does and. Uh, and and the and the product that he's made so uh you know introduce yourself to him if you're going to nhc uh the rest of you just go to beersmith.com right now and get your free trial of the brewing software it's really cool it's fun you don't even have to be brewing to use it you just have some fun making recipes and and entering your your whole brew system into the thing you get to geek out like it's a video game virtual uh, beer before you ever even brew yeah uh, which which is is pretty nice which is pretty nice so don't copy me uh, which is nice jp that sounds pretty nice guys 
Thanks, Beardy. Yeah. You know what? Fuck up, Beardy. I wonder how many times I yelled out. What was cool is that at Firestone Fest, I was not the only person yelling out, shut the fuck up, Beardy. Yeah, I think I heard it more from other people than from you the whole weekend. Did you learn a lesson from that experience? (laughs) Well, but then they asked me a question after telling me to shut the fuck up, so it was a really awkward conversation. Just to yell at you again? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Didn't we fire Beardy? We should have. All right. Before we get to our beer news for the night, we've got George calling in from Torrance, uh, which, of course, is where Monkish <laughs> is uh, located. George, what's happening? Hello. <laughs> George, if, if, if the notes have been given accurately to Bevo this time, George has been <laughs> drinking Monkish beer all night long. Hello. I like Monkish beer. This isn't George, by the way. <laughs> No. Yeah, I'm, you, you recognize I'm, all these voices? Of course. <laughs> Mom, I'm stop George. calling in every time I do a radio show. And get off my voice synthesizer. <laughs> yeah. I'm George Hiram Fuller III. <laughs> so it's Trip. But, yes. my, but, but my parents called me Trip because oh. my, my, my mother dated a guy named Trey who was an asshat in high school, so it really ruined that as an opportunity. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Hi, Trip. Thanks for, for calling in, man. How are you? I feel excellent. Good. <laughs> because as, as a married person who rarely gets to drink live with said excellent podcast, the Sunday session now turned to Monday, Yes. As a minister who recently switched from preaching to teaching in a, in a school, I now can actually attend live on Mondays. And now, nice. if two of my friends are on there, I'm allowed to drink while doing it. So I have tried to participate with the gusto of a Friend of the Year award. Oh, I like it. That's the that's the new household rule. <laughs> like you can the- you can drink live if but you're friends with, you're friends with two people, not just one. Uh, I see. Yeah, one yeah. Asks, yeah. No, no. There's go. some strict rules. And yeah. if there's three, still no, but only two. <laughs> so do we? Have, I don't know. Do we have to add a new category now to the BNAs? Friend of the year. Friend of the year. Yeah, you're in contention. Trip. Friend of the year. I love friendships. <laughs> Um, specifically with, with with Henry and Brian, well, Henry and whatever it, so. the hell they do with uh, <laughs> with White Labs Five Thirty in the brewery. All right, thank you, Trip. Love you. Is there a question there? Or? No, he's just yeah, hanging out. He just yeah. wanted to call and be drunk. Okay, yeah. I, I like thought it. it was. Uh, I Trip's, thought it was George. Trip's a nice man, and uh, I would like to attend one of these uh, live shows that he does from breweries because I hear that they get uh, pretty interesting. Talking, think about it. A little bit of a uh, little bit of craft beer. And it goes right over your head. Maybe a lot. And then some intense theology philosophy. Uh, I like yeah. it. Trip, thank you for calling in, uh, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, all right. Let's do uh, some beer news uh, here real quick. Beer news is brought to you today by the Wine and Hop Shop. What do we have today in the news? Indeed. Well, this one's kind of scary for uh, our Aussie contingent. Pay close attention. Australian brewers are being urged to be extra vigilant when choosing equipment suppliers by a number of small businesses who fear they have lost tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, those involved have all experienced similar issues with the same supplier, who I, I can't name, unfortunately, for legal reasons. But uh, most were unaware that there were others in the same boat until just last week when Glenn Harrison, who is the head brewer at Temple Brewing, that's just north of Melbourne, posted a warning on his Facebook page stating that they had put down a $15,000 deposit on a pilot brewery, uh, which had never been received. And he had doubts that they would ever see the equipment or the money. Within hours, others in a similar situation made contact with Glenn Some who fear they have lost amounts of the same magnitude. Some others reporting losses far higher. 
Uh, people have been uh, chasing delivery of their equipment uh, for months without success. Some have given up on their equipment and are instead trying to obtain a return of their deposit. Um, series of calls and legal letters and attempts to contact the business owner have failed to yield any results. So here's an even worse example. Chris Miles runs a spot uh, called North Hobart Pub. Uh, he was building uh, where Chris, uh, uh, Chris trying to build a brewery as well, where he's going to brew uh, small batch beers for that bar. So they're already renting a space. He's got a lease uh, where the brewery is supposed to be installed. He's employed a bar manager, and he poured a, uh, paid a $40,000 deposit for a system. Uh, but there's no brewery, and they've unable uh, for months to get a response. All right. Uh, so what's the deal? The deal is just be, be aware. Uh, if, you're, if you're trying to start a brewery... So there's no resolution to any of this stuff? It's just a guy... Not as of uh, yet. This is a week old. What's the name of the, the company again that people are ordering from? Cannot name it. Legal reasons could not be named. So I, uh, no, no articles named the actual place. But they, What is the, the source of this article that you're reading from? I'm curious. It may not it, actually be real. Uh, right. It's The Onion. It's something called The Onion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scott doesn't know. Uh, but, I mean, is it a, a, is it a brewing website or is this like the Washington Post? Like, what it was is a it? legitimate news website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, not, but I'm, no, what I mean is, is it beer, is a beer-centric website that they're just posting to brewers or just like a random... News. I'll go back after news the news and look and check okay. and make. Well, and check. we can't say who it is, but how do how would sure somebody find out? Have, I mean, we can say who it uh, is. Why not? We're reporting. We don't news. have any assets, right? So what are they going to do? Well, we're reporting news. No, I think what Scott's yeah. saying is whatever he read, it's right. not listed. Right. It's not no, listed. no, but, so, but I'm. But I think Tasty, I thought Tasty was saying we're not allowed to say his name. Yeah, we could totally no, say. Well, his no, he, Scott says we're not allowed. I'm not allowed because I don't even know but it. Nobody like, reported right. it. Right. Never mind. You guys are. So here, here's what you do: contact Miles or whatever. Exactly. Contact Glenn Harrison at Temple Brewing. Yeah. Send him an email, and he'll tell you everything you need to know. Glad to help you if you're. And and so folks paid the money. Yes. Tens of thousands of dollars. They're not responding at all. Correct. They're not saying like. Oh, we're going to make it next week and ship Nothing. it in two weeks. See, it is the new cold Nothing. rush, this uh, craft yeah. beer yeah. thing. Yeah, you start shenanigans saying, going So on. I've got a ch- uh, tanker full of kegs, if you'd like yeah. to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's just sitting off the coast of Oakland right now. Yeah. The business's website has been taken down, and they apparently uh, sent out an email stating that the business owners had, quote, made mistakes for which they were paying and that they were not trading any longer and don't have any intention either now to or in the future. So very cryptic. Yeah. Uh, who knows? A little bit of silver lining, though. Uh, since Temple Brewing wrote that Facebook post, all the people involved in this uh, apparent scam have been in regular contact, and Temple has invited all of the affected brewers, which is now eight total, uh, to join them in a collaboration collaboration brew in Melbourne on uh, May 2. Uh, and uh, it will be open to the uh, public, and uh, the idea is to share the resulting beer among the brewers uh, to sell in an attempt to recoup some of the money that everyone has lost so far. Everybody's running scams now. We got scammed here at the Hop Grenade. Maybe we, yes. need, maybe we need a scam. People are running scams. It's a very, yeah. it's a scammy world. Where did you get your brew system from? You were talking about budget, Henry. Uh, did you scam? <laughs> they the, stole it from um, a brewery in Melbourne. Did you buy a new brew system, or, or did you piece it together? No, it was new from it, uh, China. From China, yeah. yeah. The whole thing, fermenters, everything yeah. in a package? Yeah. A package deal? Yeah. Way less expensive that way, right? Uh, way less expensive than used equipment. And how well, do you... The, f- the few used equipment that was available. How do you feel about the quality? I have heard uh, you mixed know, for reviews. Us, it's, uh, it worked out. We don't, we don't have any horror stories. Good. I mean, there's little issues here and there. And we have some workarounds for it, um, but I know people on, you know, proper built systems. You want to call it that, with issues too. Yeah, but for I, us I've it's worked both. out. Yeah. yeah, for us it's worked out. I, I've heard that mostly like in, in the, when it first started, uh, you could get breweries from China. Then it was a bit of a mess, and now that it's uh, even if there are little problems, they're still way cheaper than. Uh, you know, even if you have to fix those problems, than buying a a big expensive yeah. American yeah. system. 
All right, what else is in the news? It was it was uh, bruisenews.com, by the way, that Bruise I pulled this from. So, oh, yeah, it, it was a beer-centric website. I was just but curious what, what? who the message was going out to. You didn't see what I mean? Oh. Like, I didn't know if it was in you know the Chronicle or gotcha. something. Yeah, yeah. Not as of yet. Uh, Anheuser-Busch uh, has temporarily halted beer production at its brewery in Cartersville, Georgia, to instead can drinking water for victims of the severe flooding in Texas and Oklahoma. Approximately 50,000 cans um, have gone to the two states so far. The company has partnered with the American Red Cross, which is helping to distribute the water to the areas uh, most in need. AB says the company switches to emergency production like this in, uh, several times a year to help in crisis. Have you guys heard of this before? Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have? Okay, I hadn't. Uh, earlier this month, it sent about 50,000 cans to those affected by tornadoes and storms in the Oklahoma City area. 25 people have died so far in these uh, recent floods, and more are missing. Do the cans but, say uh, Budweiser on them? They say, they say non-alcohol. Oh, Budweiser, it's, it's, right? It's water, by the way. It's, but it's, 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 it's printed, right? So Bud, they just put a little light, light. Over it or what? I think it just says Budweiser. It says Anheuser. <laughs> it's already water, right? Someone <laughs> it says Anheuser. It's been canning well, water I'm, for years. Blood I think I'm thinking like Henry is that they just take an allocation of their regular Budweiser cans and fill them with water, but you're no. saying they're specific no, to that. No, no, they, they have they different they, Yeah, I think you have to because yeah. then it's then you're misleading it the product. But yeah, it says water is Anheuser-Busch. It, it, I'm looking at it right now. It's yeah. got the it's got the A with the eagle, like the Anheuser eagle, Their and then it's just big blue block letters, water. There's okay. some other fine print or something. That's cool. Yeah, very cool. Shouldn't their other beers have the same kind of labeling? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Water. <laughs> mostly water. Yeah, mostly. Well, so the other ones say mostly water. It, it mostly is in fine print. 50,000 cans, right? So far. Well, uh, don't they have like a bottle, a canning line that puts out like... I don't know, five, six hundred cans a minute or something like what that. Size cans. Seems like it's like you know, like an hour, yeah, like twelve a ounce. day and a half's work or tall something. Boys. They just did. <laughs> so they're making us sound like we shut down the brewery. Tasty, are you looking a gift horse in the mouth? Yes. <laughs> yes. I have plenty of water, so what am I saying? <laughs> right. Actually, you don't. But, yeah, You're right. in California. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Hey, send some our Please, way. Anheuser right. Busch. We need it. Who pays? We need a lot more than fifty thousand fucking cans. We built an accident. That's a couple days' work. Who pays the CRV on those? Mm, good question. Well, probably Anheuser Bush. If they're donating it, they're probably paying it all. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's not going to California. <laughs> well, that's yeah. that's cool of them. I guess there's a is. CRV. I agree. We are in a drought. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Well, we could, we should build an aqueduct from Texas to California. They're yeah, we inundated and we're dry. Can, we need some cans here. Well, we instead we built one from here to Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, Am I right, time, boys? Great beer, monkish. Yeah. <laughs> at the time we were inundated and they were dry. Yeah. There you go. How's that water? Here's another one. The Drop Anchor Brewery. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Probably oh, not. Oh, they're going to get sued. That's just, probably that's just about to happen. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's the Great. story. Moving along. <laughs> <laughs> Tasty's in the know. Oh, wow. Uh, well, that's so obvious, right? Well, they actually weren't sued yet. They were basically just told to cease and desist, which oh, they have. Yeah. They're, they're located in Cathlamet, a, a Washington, small town, 4,000 people along the banks of the Columbia River. They have announced that they are changing their name, of course, in response to a trademark infringement a concern raised by our friends at Anchor Brewing. Uh, the brewery is now known as River Mile 38 Brewing Company. Uh, they uh, consider it a compliment. Which, that, by the way, went from a pretty catchy name to, to like, the <laughs> least worst. catchy name. Way too many can, words. It oh, just it, rolls off the it, tongue, oh, doesn't God. it? That's what I was going to say. It rolls right off the uh, I'm sure it was a local. It's their freeway exit is what it is, or probably. Whatever. You and, know? But sometimes, I just want to say this to the brewery world at large uh, who gives a shit about marketing. Uh, sometimes your local thing is not a cool name. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you're like 
you know, Chicken Hawk, whatever. Right. No one gives a shit. Yeah. That's yeah. not a good beer name. Bemidji Brewing Company should have like looked elsewhere. Like, yeah, yeah. we know where you are. Yeah. yeah. The 405 Torrance exit <laughs> beer. Cowenga. Concord Brewing Company. Next door to Taco yeah, Bell. Terrible brewing, brewing name. Exactly. Uh, and so sometimes people, do, they do this. They start with something, uh, you know, they're willing to be sued over a great name and then they switch over to you know it's like they're just resigned yeah clear uh, glassware brewing well, you company you know they didn't even have to google that they did, I mean, yeah. they, I mean yeah. they thought like hey we'll call it drop anchor and that won't be a problem well <laughs> it's a big problem actually yeah they should have called it changed it to like drop heavy weight to hold the boat in place <laughs> Okay, now at least that's clever. And that is a sort of a good marketing name. Well, if anyone from Drop Anchor is listening, I'm sure they're um, dismayed to hear that because apparently it took them several months and a trademark attorney to finally settle on a new name. So it's not as if no thought went into right. it. What yeah. is it again? Well, well, River Mile Market. Did the trademark attorney give his name? Yeah. Point four? Yeah, yeah. that's it. And what about breweries like Port Brewing and Bridgeport Brewing Company? Why could Anchor get after Drop Anchor Brewing Company? Because, well, because they're not, I don't think they're selling bottles from Port Brewing. That's just the, uh, the overarching Port Brewing company. has bottles. Yeah, they do. But it's Pizza Port. No, it just says Port Brewing Company. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. What the fuck do I know? I should, I should be Port defending City. these guys, not their Port shitty City. lawyers. <laughs> what were you saying, Henry? Well, it's also Port City. Oh, there's also yeah. I, I also there's a there is a whole see this is it gets into a whole trademark thing. The uh, it depends on how much precedent there is. Anchor has owned and been defending actively the word anchor in other things since uh, what is it the <laughs> yeah. And so when you have that sort of track record, you have precedence of doing it. It's much more defendable. If port had been opened eight times and whoever owned the first port never defended it all the way through, well, then you end up with several different versions of port. So this is why – this is the part of some of the litigation that people don't understand. It's the defensible part. Like if if you don't actively defend it, uh, uh, anchor – you could say it's to their credit or or some people think it's not to their credit – has defended anchor vehemently since Mm -hmm. the beginning and and, and then that, that track record stands up in court. No, but I've also heard that by trademark law that if you have a trademark, you are obligated to enforce it. Yes, if that's you right. If you don't, yes. you could lose that trademark. Yes. That's my point exactly. That's exactly my point and why there are there are others. So, so, so there have been times when uh, even with the hop grenade, people have yelled at us for defending it. And this is one of the things I have to say. And I go, if I don't, if I allow one exception, if, if I don't license it to you, because there was even a brewing company that I licensed it to, to, to finish off their run or whatever, whatever they had done. And they were upset about that. And I just said, look, I just, if you don't defend it, you, by law, you give it up. You're exactly right, Henry. And so that's why I think anyway, the port thing maybe has, they didn't defend it all the way through. That being said, I'm now opening a brewery called Trappist Dish. Trappist Dish. So <laughs> hope you guys are fine with that. <laughs> yeah, Nothing with I'm, ish. I'm going to do monk like. I hope that's oh. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Monk sort of. A- akin to monk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good luck to uh, River Mile uh, 38 up there in Washington. And one last yeah, one. Especially with that name. Uh, this week. Uh, River Mile. <laughs> uh, this is one of my. This is a great story. You guys are going to love this one. Uh, you guys seen those. Um, uh, party bikes, the, the the like bar bikes where there's six people on each side and you pedal around oh, yeah. town. Yeah. You know? yeah. That looks like a blast. Those look horrible. No, it looks like a blast. You are an idiot. They're all over uh, Sacramento. I said, yeah, yeah. We, I went up Not there recently. San Francisco. Okay. 
Beetlejuice. Yeah, there, there are none yeah, in San Francisco. You, won't find you just don't like exercise. That was actually. Yeah. Is that it, my, Diva? Yeah. You don't like pedaling? Hell they're no. in. They're she, also like, in Orange County. She laughs a lot. Diego. Um, San Diego. Laugh. They're not in Torrance because there's gang activity. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> Look at Jack. Can you imagine a gang Jack in Denver? Bike? Yeah. yeah, they're like we're pedal, motherfucker. <laughs> taking this thing. Well, yeah, you get to shoot people then pedal fast. Everybody go. To fat drunks. Unless one side pedals faster. Just go in a circle. <laughs> well, this uh, so there, it's Pedal Pub. This particular company, it's in Minneapolis. A uh, ride on one of those things took a dark, wet turn over the weekend when riders were hit with water guns and water balloons by a group of bicyclists with bandanas over their faces. Ooh. Ooh. Um, but the pu- the pedal pub riders happened to include a half dozen off-duty cops from a nearby town. Oh, so no. the officers turned the tables, chased them down, subdued them, zip-tied them, and arrested them. And are, they're all now facing misdemeanor uh, assault charges. Wait, the uh, the Wait. off-duty officers yeah, had zip ties in their pockets? Ne- yes. Awesome. Never leave home without your zip ties. Awesome. Yeah. I'll impress your girlfriend. Here, let me actually, because it's hysterical, let me show you the uh, aftermath of this. Uh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Bikes down there and zip tied. Uh... Why does it look like our general manager, Kevin, is, he is like the, yeah, he he, he's the head cop? See if you can describe it. The aftermath picture. is several piles of people in different areas in the middle of an intersection uh, while a, a person who looks like Kevin is standing <laughs> triumphantly above them. <laughs> yeah. Basically. How, how did they catch up to the guys on bikes? Uh, I They're super cops. I don't know. They chased them down they somehow. They ran them down. Warren. They were wearing bandanas. They, they called it in. You know, they, oh, you've yeah. seen Joe. Joe on, on Family Guy, he'll chase down anybody. Wait, this wheelchair. This wheelchair. This is the modern day Abu Ghraib. That's just what I'm saying. Wait, so who's in trouble? Are the cops in trouble no, no. for doing something the, when no. they were off duty, no, or are yeah. the assaulters in trouble? The latter. Wait, wait, okay. do, do we know why they decided Misdemeanor to assault them? Yes, we do. So, uh, so these things um, are. They've actually. There's some blowback about how much noise and sort of boisterous passengers these things generate. So, oh, the, oh, the anti-fun. Oh. Uh, yeah, that exactly. Those people apparently created a Facebook page called I Hate the Pedal Pub. It's got over 4,000 dislikes. Uh, but wow. No one has gone as far as the group this weekend. So on Saturday morning this weekend, uh, Lisa, whatever, the manager of Pedal Pub Twin Cities, ran across a post on the I Hate Pedal Pub page citing, uh, calling on uh, fellow haters to assemble at a certain park to plan an assault on the bike. So she called the cops. The cops kept an eye on the park, but nobody showed up. So the company deployed its 11 bikes as usual. But then around 630 uh, that night, she got a call saying mm. a group of bicyclists surrounded the one pedal pub and squirted water from a, like a super soaker type, uh, you know, high pressure water gun into the driver's face and hit one passenger in the face with a water balloon. A uh, short time later, a second pedal pub was hit, and that was the one with uh, all the cops on it. And that was a big mistake. Undercover <laughs> mother. I kind of love the outcome of I that. I do, too. Yeah. Um, uh, so, however, the cops are all going to get sued, and it's going to get. It's no, not going to be black and white. They didn't beat anybody up. Mm, you don't know. Like a rod farm. We'll see. I'm not saying they did, but I'm saying that their accusations will fly, is what I'm saying. I guess. Because that's what we do. We accuse. Well, anyway. We get, all, we get all... That sounds very accusatory. We get all hurt yeah. that our little our genius plan didn't work because it wasn't like a group of teachers on <laughs> holiday that we squirted. It was cops, and now we're going to cry about it, is what yeah, I'm saying. Boo-hoo. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, nuns from the Vatican were over here, and they got totally blasted. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's high on the Vatican list of vacations <laughs> is the pedal bike. In Sandy, which uh, city was this it? This is in? Minneapolis. Yes. Minneapolis. Tibetan, okay. Tibetan monks. Tibetan, Tibetan, Tibetan. You guys, 
Tibetan. Tibetan. Tibetan monkey. You really think that's fun? Like, you would do that? No. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Wait, super soak right. or right? You stop and you have a couple beers. You get a little exercise in between. Hey. You're sitting around a table with your friends <laughs> going to the next like? place. It's You fun. get a tour of the city yeah. and you get to drink. Yeah. It's a cultural experience. You're, you're so burning be the calories yeah. you're drinking at the same time. It's a neutral yeah. day for you. Bevo, I'm sorry it requires movement. Look. Um, <laughs> what if you can do the water pee. You can do the water pee. What if you have people. to pee? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was with... what I was going to say. What if you have to pee? You just go. Uh, no, I you think you make stops at bars. If it's, you do a, bar crawl. if it's a smart company, when you sit in your chair, you exactly. attach to a receptacle. Yes. You get an, yeah. you get an assigned seat for every tour. That's your seat for the night, and you get a receptacle. If it were my company, that's what I would do. Excuse me, sir. I'm a lady. Justin, they uh, make it's oh, called oh. it's called a sheepy, and they make a thing for that. It's basically yeah. a funnel. For, I know Kate was going to buy for me your one for lady my birthday. Part. I requested that so, she did. You're a female, you're not a lady. This can all be built into the I'm party tram or whatever it's called. Party tram. <laughs> <Tran. laughs> for trannies. Yeah, yeah, put a motor motor is a thing, wealthy you? lady. You know what? You uh, <laughs> as long as it's not too cold. <laughs> Because then it won't fit. <laughs> yeah. well, it'll, 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 it'll leak. The, funnel, the problem is that it's going to leak. You'll have short yeah. dick syndrome. It'll go in yes. between the funnel and your And seat. I'm, you're going to pee in all over yourself. Yeah, like me. That's the problem. <laughs> yes. All right. So, let me which is, and by the way, in yeah. mini, Minneapolis, yeah, Minnesota, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's too oh, cold. Right. It's too cold. <laughs> December. Uh, you wouldn't Everyone's be able to reach got it. short dick yeah. syndrome. San Diego, we might be fine. 75, you know, year round. It's Turtle City there. Let me plug the goddamn wine and, wine and hop City shop, please. America. Please, because they brought you the news, the wine and hop shop. Go to wineandhop.com and uh, do, all, do your online ordering there. If you enter uh, the coupon code BNSHIPPING in the shopping cart at checkout, you'll get $8 flat rate shipping on uh, packages under 50 pounds. So your next equipment or ingredient order, go to wineandhop.com and support those who support us. Lovely. Great we're gonna news, take a, Scott. Great news. Thank you. We're going to take a very quick break. Just a couple of minutes. We're going to come back. We're going to have another uh, beer and a toast to the monkish guys, and we're going to get out of here. How about that? Hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back. To the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft beer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer 
Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country. Wait, they just landed in Australia with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously. What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. And now get 15% off by going to MoonlightMeadery.com forward slash BNArmy and use coupon code BNArmy at checkout. Hey, sign me up for that party. Attention, home brewers! If you like making labels for your handcrafted awesomeness and wish more people could see how great you are, then check this out. GrogTag, the makers of custom reusable labels and craftbeerandbrewing.com are hosting the first ever National Homebrew Label Awards. The top 10 labels will be featured at the 2015 National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego to more than 5,000 attendees and more than $2,500 in prizes will be awarded. If you've created a label at any time in the past year, you're eligible to enter. GrogTag and Craft Beer and Brewing have teamed up with great sponsors like More Beer and the Brewing Network to make this competition a great one to enter. Submit your entries between March 1st and June 1st for your chance at fortune and glory at homebrewlabelawards.com. That's homebrewlabelawards.com. Submit your label entries today. Good luck, and we'll see you in San Diego. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. 
All right. Hey, welcome back to the program, and thanks for hanging out with us tonight. I want to thank Monkish for driving all the way up here from that smoggy place you live in to come hang out with us. It was a pleasure. Is Torrance smoggy? A little clean air. No, not at all. It's no, not, but it's the go. it's not the not oldest a, city in the world. <laughs> it's the oldest city in yeah, the world. It's mentioned in uh, Genesis. As, is that no. right? Torrance. Yeah. It said there. the rain. The rain came down in Torrance. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Huh. I thought the rain came down in Africa. That's the sorry. No, they, they, sorry no, right now. it was it was such a big storm. It came down in Torrance. But it was felt in Africa. Oh, right. right. <laughs> that's, that's the song by and Toto. It, yes. it, it was raining men. That's how humanity started. Shut right. up, Beardy. Yeah, and you, don't, then, you don't have to ruin every well, joke, Warren. Yeah. No, then everyone blamed it on the rain. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he ruined it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was pre, trying to help you out, Beardy. It was yeah. pre-ruined. <laughs> right. oh. yeah. That was a pre-ruined joke. I'm just joke. kicking a dead horse, yeah. by the way. All right, so we've got one more uh, monkish beer in our glass, which I'm excited about. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, I want to invite you out to the Pleasant Hill Blues and Brews Festival, which is happening uh, Friday, July 17th, and Saturday, July 18th. It's a two-day thing now that they do here, which is pretty cool. Tons of bands, the Chris Kane Band, Frankie G, and the Conviction Spin Out. Karumpus Room, the used blues band, um, that's all happening. Uh, plus, there's uh, uh, you know obviously tons of great beer from great uh, craft breweries. It's their sixth annual uh, Pleasant Hill Blues and Brews, and we've been a part of it for a couple years. We will be out there. Uh, you can come meet us, and uh, we'll have some of our logos and T-shirts on hand, and, and you can hang out with the Brewing Network crew. Um, Henry, you'll be excited to know we'll be signing things. We'll, we'll be signing coasters at the Pleasant. There'll be a long line of people <laughs> just waiting. Waiting for us to sign things. Yes. This is a lie, by the way, but uh, we will be there just in case. And he's like, yeah, that yeah. sounds terrible. Henry, that <laughs> sounds, that sounds terrible. Wait, there's going to be people there? When are Four Friends and Sam going to headline the Pleasant Tale Blues and Brews Festival? I don't know, uh, but Four Friends and Sam, it does turn out, are playing the BNA 10 White Labs 20 party. That's right! Yeah, Four Friends and Sam, we will be playing, and uh, awesome. the Monkish guys will be there pouring beer. Yeah, we're excited and, about that. So, um, haven't you? We're going to dedicate a song to you guys. Like, How about that? Yes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We're going to be uh, pouring uh, home called people are uh, strange brewcaster so. beers. Tasty tasting room. Yes, guys got uh, word from Nate. He'll have one. So that's Nate. Uh, oh, really? Nate. Because he was uh, he was hemming and hawing. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, found something. He so. found something. Yeah, he's going to have a sour. Good, beer, so. excellent. Yes, so, uh, Eva? Doc and Beardy and myself and Nate will be pouring beers. I love it. During the VIP hour. I like to just during if the VIP hour. If over, there'll be somebody there pouring them, and you'll be able to try it. I like to hear this. All right, sure. Yes, Beeve? Oh, nothing. I was just going to comment on how you guys haven't practiced. Oh, you're we that girl. Oh, you don't that. need to practice. Overrated. You know, no, when, no, you're this, energy. when you're this good and this yeah. good looking, have you seen I, Sam Bevo? Four, four friends have. practice a lot. Yeah. It's four friends and Sam. Sam doesn't need to practice. Sam's right. actually a really good musician. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's that. Actually, she says actually like we don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like we've never met Sam. Or no, no, like no, anybody would believe them. that he's good at a thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Like a thing. He's good at multiple things just having to do with inanimate objects. You know what? I don't compliment. Sam very often, so just let it happen. Okay, you're let right. It, let it go. Maybe right. you should. How did I end up with two beers? Did. Oh, yeah. yeah. I screwed up the first one and got the wrong beer, but now the you one have the right beer. Right. So what are we drinking? Does it smell like last coffee? One? Yeah. Oh, Henry? oh, yeah. It's uh, Cafe de la Vida. Uh, oh, that we, coffee smells fantastic. We make a base mm. beer called uh, Semi de la Vida. It's uh, Belgian triple with pistachios and vanilla bean. Uh, and so what we do with this beer, this is only our second time doing it. We get a very lightly roasted um, coffee from Portola uh, from in Orange County. They make a lot of coffee beers uh, with breweries. Um, it's a Jurgachev 
from Ethiopia, and it's so very heavy on blueberry and a lot yes. of citrus notes, and it's lightly roasted to bring out more of the um, that citrus quality. So we can still keep the integrity of the uh, of the Belgian triple. Mm-hmm. That's delightful. Yeah. So we also uh, the vanilla. This is an early batch. There's a little more creamier from the vanilla. We also uh, always concerned about uh, head formation and uh, retention. Uh, from the um, pistachios, so we do add oats and carafoam to try to keep it going. So is that from the fat so, and the oil from the yeah, pistachios? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we, uh, so it's nice creaminess. We do put uh, orange peel and also some coriander seeds, so it gives a little more citrus. People, it's really hard to explain this beer. You know, for you a guy it. who didn't really know what the hell he was doing, at least that's how it sounded, you kind of know what the hell you're doing. Oh, uh, YouTube. Uh, a lot of YouTube. And Wikipedia. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you pick your least favorite employee to have to clean out the fermenter after all of that stuff is sitting in the bottom of the tank? Yeah, Brian. It, it's, all, it's all in sacks. Oh, okay. So it's not too bad. So uh, the employees are in the sacks. Enjoy. Oh, yeah. right. oh right. you you drop them in in a sack yeah. in a fermenter to clean and it up, and then they clean it up. Yeah. Enjoy this because so. uh, Henry won't make this for another twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> Tea bagging. Well, he will. He just won't like it. <laughs> is there some uh, lactose in it? Or something? Is it has a really creamy uh, from the vanilla, a vanilla and cream? the uh, careful. Okay, and oats and the oats. Well, yeah, the oats. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, the pistachios, uh, where do you add those into the process? Uh, so we only use uh, dry roasted. Sure. So it's less work. oil because they don't yeah. uh, roast it with oil. Yeah. Uh, we tried it in the mash, uh, but then we ended up just going only on the uh, cold side. And uh, then are bright. they ground up? You throw them in whole? What you, what's, what's, uh, I'm a pretty lazy have? guy, first off. First yeah. batch, <laughs> we were like just crushing them up. I was going in my oven and, you know, baking sheet after baking sheet trying to toast them. Uh, now we just throw them in whole. No, this is more of a symbolic way. thing. I like, don't get a lot of pistachio. Uh, once everything else fades out, you get a lot more pistachio. So Crooked, this is, I'll wait. Yeah. It, it comes out. It's a weird beer because there's certain mm. times, it has this weird life and certain time and then temperature all of a sudden it's just, it's a Belgian triple with pistachio. You're like, it's, oh, this is it. It's, yeah, always, it's yeah. always like the it's last weird. keg, and then someone in the taste room says, you got to yeah. try the beer. Yeah, oh, it's like, okay. yeah. like the last oh, quarter of the so keg, good. and you're like, and then all the employees are like, right. just drink it all, because like, there it is. It's, there's, a, there's a sweet spot where this beer yeah. is You should bottle that off and, and, and release a different beer. That's like uh, Just call it last keg. Extra pistachio or something. Yeah. We tried bottling it. It doesn't work. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah we called it semi Because we bottle condition everything. Semi. It doesn't work. Semi Del Vita. Okay. Last keg at the 30-mile mark where he dropped it next to the river. Yeah, <laughs> where there's a dead fish or something. Yeah. <laughs> this is wonderful. I it wish should. I, I like wish it. I had this for breakfast all weekend long yeah, at the Firestone Fest. Mm-hmm. That would have been... It, it's an easy 9.8%. Yeah, yeah, oh, it is? Yeah. I really wish I had it for breakfast at the Firestone. Well, especially because those cheap asses at Firestone didn't provide any coffee on Sunday. Black for luxury, Friday and Saturday. No coffee? Sunday morning, nothing. It was at the brewery, but because somebody didn't feel like getting up before 10 30 we missed it well that's okay i understand because there was a plan why <laughs> yeah, who why? had a plan the, the best way Fire to get people did. out of your area is to get them juiced up on coffee and tell them to fucking spam. Well, no, you tell them Would where you the coffee is, is. with no coffee 
Uh, well, yeah, exactly. The, we pour okay. over. We pour so, over in the car. This is a good point that you're making, and I and in Firestone's defense, for people who don't get the joke here, they fed us three meals, coffee every single day, except for the Sunday morning that JP is mentioning. <laughs> and we drove our own selves with a moving kitchen house thing. Yes. So uh, I just yeah. want to point out for anybody who missed the sarcasm Thank you. that Firestone is yes. not cheap at no. all. No, no. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Holy yeah. cow, do they roll out. Yeah, I wish our festival could be like that. We, yeah. could treat we can't like afford that. our festival to be like yeah. that. They go nuts. They it's, treat the brewers yeah. really well. There. Well, I said lap of luxury, but uh, Warren wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah, as is, as happens. So, <sighs> Warren. Okay. Maybe I'll go next year. Yeah, Doc, get on that list, man. Right? Yeah, you can easily fit in like the the uh, luggage compartments underneath oh, yeah. or whatever, like with the shitty hose. Or yeah, one less suitcase. I can shit right there. Doc, I feel like as uh, uh, unrestricted as I am. You're a, you would be a liability. Uh, <laughs> he would need two hands because you would not only hurt me, but maybe yourself and others at the Firestone. Everybody Fest. knows that. They know that going <laughs> they, in. They, they, <laughs> they expect it going in. He okay. makes the point. I mean, I think you have maybe a carte blanche invitation to almost every other festival except maybe the Firestone Festival <laughs> because I'm frightened by what happens together. That's the invitational part. <laughs> yeah. They invite everybody except Doc, except so, that way they, Doc. so they can keep doing it next year. <laughs> I feel like even if Doc camped just outside the fence, he would still party harder than the rest of us at oh, the festival. I'm sure my, my picture's up there on the front. Don't let him in. Do not let Do this not admit. Yeah. Brewing Network allowed except for maybe Shimpy Augustina. now and Doc. <laughs> yeah. So. Him. All right. A Twitter game for the night was um, Steve Perry or the Filipino Kid. Yes. I feel like we should take a studio poll first. Okay. Before Ooh. we um, go to the... Beaver. already know your stupid vote because you're stupid. Well, that's one. <laughs> no, but That's not I'm... discounted. Well, she gets two votes, right? And both she always of them, has before. Yes, and both of them go towards the original Steve Perry. Well, well, Henry, Jeff's what's your vote? Two votes. Steve Perry or the Filipino Kid? Are we choosing one or the other? Yes. Oh. And, you can, you can, and there are no questions. And there is no. Just, I had to explain to Henry what you guys are actually talking about. No qualified answers. We're detached from reality. You're a brewer who's never heard the band Journey? Yes, Journey, but who's the Filipino kid? The he's new, the Filipino Steve He's Perry. the new Journey. He's the replacement guy. You, you're not oh, missing he's anything. The actual replacement you're not missing anything. He's Vietnamese. He oh, and listen. he looks like him, too. And by the way, you're the only one in three days that yeah, I've allowed a further explanation. Close enough. Give like a 15 second history, like on how you use a YouTube sensation. So it's a pretty the, amazing story. Okay, it's a, it is a pretty. So thank you for finally conceding a point. I've, I've conceded the, that uh, point. I've never removed yeah. that point. So uh, Steve Perry, I don't know. Something happened to him. He got herpes or something. He couldn't no, play no, in the he, band anymore. He said he hurt his hip and he couldn't get out there and do it. Most people think he couldn't hit the high notes anymore, okay. so he used an excuse to not go back out with the band. So the band who uh, helped write all these songs, you know, but but they're sort of nothing without the person. You, you sure? have to, Journey is not a band that you can go out with somebody who sounds different. You got to go out with somebody who sounds like the and original. And so like they Concord. found this like YouTube sensation kid singing karaoke in the Philippines who was just like. Killing it, he, he just sounded amazing, got it, got it. Uh, and exactly also like the and, and not just sounding that way, but like his excitement for doing it. He's dancing all over the stage. He's jumping in the air. He's splitting. So they hired him. That's the. How old is he? 
Is this the karaoke version of it? Yeah. I would guess he's in his 20s or so. He's pretty young. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty, he is. Yeah. I don't know. Henry, as you know, you can't tell with Asians. Like, you might be 55 or you might be 27. This guy's 87. Filipinos are Pacific Islanders. I see. Yeah. He's Vietnamese. Like, you you just can't tell. How old are you? 30. You easily could be 58, and none oh, yeah. of us would know. I, I thought he was 12. Sell beer, That's a Henry of 15. That I made, and they want a car. Henry. Yeah. Here's yeah. a YouTube clip of uh, Henry four years ago. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. This was his seventh <laughs> career. Henry has had so many careers. Well, just, just saying, Justin, you weren't even music viable when Steve Perry was in his music prime. Viable. Oh, I was music viable. Music viable. You're, I was totally were, music were viable. Seven? I was and music viable. Listen, I was an early learner. Oh yeah, so Don. you went to how many? So I have seen his evolution, and I have now seen the Filipino kids' evolution. <laughs> I was, was one of the best. I wasn't even a ever. glint in my father's eye when Steve Perry was in his prime, and I know. I know because you're not even Beery is not even thirty yet. You're not. He's wow. not. You look. He's great. A, you look awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that being said, yeah, Henry, cream for that. All right, Henry. So, that being said, now that you now that you know Henry, uh, Steve Perry, all right, all right. Or, or the Filipino kid, uh, anything YouTube related, I'll vote for the Filipino kid. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for playing. Uh, can I also can I just say that I appreciate this guy. More than the guy who took over for Freddie Mercury and Queen. Okay, that's yes. fine. And this is why this is a great argument. Beth, because no other shit. takeover wrong game, wrong game. has ever been that as is... good as Apnel Paella. But that doesn't make paella. it better than the original. I love, I love paella. Right. Than Steve Paella. That doesn't make it better than the original. Paella. Though. You call him Steve Paella? Paella? <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, Brian, your vote, please. Um, I just, I don't know. The classics are just too good. Separate Ways is one of the best music videos ever. Yep. So you're and going Steve Perry. Yeah. Okay, so that's three votes. Well, and he looks like my wait, best wait, friend, wait. one of my best friends in high school. But has the Filipino kid had an opportunity to make a music video? Well, I mean, depends mm, on how you view. Good question. He's on YouTube. Yeah. That's a video. It's <laughs> a good question. It's set to music. Yeah. <laughs> Tasty? <sighs> yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I have no allegiance to Journey. Um. Uh, or Steve Perry. So, you know, I, I think the Filipino guy is... Uh, no, no, the Filipino kid. Kid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Tasty's a write-in with the Filipino guy. It just clouds the issue, and we don't need that. Steve Perry's like, he's done. So we get to have Journey at its best. So I'm, yeah, going Filipino kid. Well, but it sounds like it's a vote for the Filipino kid because he sounds like Steve Perry. Yeah, that's good not because he's right. better. No, no, no. the argument yeah. is who's better. No. Yes, two to three. Bullshit, <laughs> Shimpy. But would you vote for Steve Perry if he didn't sound like Steve Perry anymore? It's two to four, because I got it. I don't think you would. I got this is my nostalgia argument. This is why I say everybody argument. who votes for Steve Perry is voting based on nostalgia. Yeah, no, yeah. you're going nostalgia. The guy is invoking nostalgia, anyways. It, you, it's a null argument, and he's better at it. Kim Shimpy. <laughs> Or scream. See, this is Justin and I were on the same page for a long time there because the argument wasn't who's better; it was that uh, the Filipino kid is amazing, not who is better. Actually, I always asked who's better. Yes. The, <laughs> the original <laughs> question was who's that wasn't until you started understand. drinking late on Saturday night. And oh, you really? Asking who's better? Yeah. Oh, okay. Before it was like an actual conversation, not you just drunkenly yelling at people. Not him just <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. So I'm doing the diplomatic thing here, and I'm going to say both are amazing. Oh, no, you got to pick. 
Oh, oh my God. Just, you guys have to answer the question. What do you think? Are you a teacher? You get two votes. And you're the just question is them? this. Steve Perry Jeez. or the Filipino kid? The original. Yeah. The original. All right. Okay. 5-2 hey, now. 4-2. That's emoji approved. 5 if Four. Bevo, Bevo we were just two. three, two. Now right. we're four, Only two. Bevo two. Gets two. Oh. I get Kim two gets one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Kim gets two. Get two She's less of a woman than Bevo? Yes. yes. That's All five. Right. Clearly. One, two, might JP. Right? <laughs> four, five. Well, they weren't counting me. We yeah, yeah I didn't ask JP. Oh, okay. Well. okay. Yeah. <laughs> four, two. They know what's... Never mind. Moskowitz. Well, you might want to take my opinion with a grain of salt because I really don't like Journey, but no. the, the Filipino kid is clearly better. Even though he's no Getty Lee. Four, three. Yeah. Okay. I like it, Moscow. Thank you. You can't sound better than the original when you're trying to sound like the original. Yes, you can. I was actually going to so, dock. I was going to dock for the next vote. For security. <laughs> Doc's vote uh, is Steve Perry. <laughs> he told me to tell you that. <laughs> uh, Doc, what is your vote? Well, having seen Steve Perry multiple times and the new kid, yes, live kid, yes, uh, Steve Perry. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That, by the way, does have some weight to it. He made a good uh, caveat. Yeah. Tells you. Uh, five, three. Uh, Beardy? Uh, Steve Perry. Six, three. My vote is for the Filipino kid. That's six, four. JP's is for Steve Perry. That's seven, four. Filipino mm. kid's the winner. I feel like the Filipino <laughs> kid wins again. <laughs> Why does that even happen? Why you go to the live room? studio audience and see how they're voting. <laughs> because I will keep asking all through the city of Concord until I get the answer I want. By the way, uh, they have their checks up for they have their hands up for the check, not because they want to vote. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, what did the poll of our uh, listeners say, JP? Well, it was uh, a little underwhelming, but uh, I will say um, it was two to one in favor. Of Stephen Perry. Wow, it was close. Wow. Yeah, Brian Baumgart said Steve Perry can suck a dick. Which maybe he can. I don't Which really was, know. By the way, we only asked for two answers. <laughs> right. Um, that was not one of them. <laughs> he said he could use three words. Yeah. Suck a dick. Okay. Missile. Uh, said Steve Perry's the best rock tenor ever, which we could have gotten the subtleties of our argument, but I'm over it now. Mm. Uh, Nico just calls us racist. Okay. Um, which, uh, I guess. And, uh, which, by the way, I have an argument against that too. I, 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 uh, I found that to be an, racist. Uh, something that people said uh, while I was polling people live at Firestone <laughs> as well. And yeah. I was like, "Why is it racist? He's a kid who's Filipino. Yeah, he's, he's from the Philippines. No, oh. I mean, yeah, it's not I, yet. A well, then it's he, descriptive, not racist. He might not be a kid, but that's ageist. If you want to really, I, put if a anything, fine point if anything, it. I'm <laughs> age. If anything, I'm super jealous that he's aged so well. He's clear. He's twice my age, yeah. and, he's and he looks successful. and he's more successful, yeah. and he looks 14. Yeah. I think he's 89. Is what <laughs> yeah. I read on the internet. But they also yeah. said if you liked him enough, you would actually know his name. Uh, well, where he's from? Yeah, Pattaya, uh, and then Brulosopher. Yeah. Uh, says, obviously, Steve. Obviously. Uh, okay. Obvi. So there you go. Steve Perry wins again. So two to one, Steve Perry, huh? Yeah. Uh, once again, I'm disappointed in our fans. Well, so it sounds like the one guy who voted for the Filipino kid is the winner of the Twitter game. That's right. Winner! <laughs> Bebo Bongard. Yeah, send that kid a prize. Well, not sending that kid a prize. That's not yeah, you true. Are. Hold on. He never actually voted. He just expressed his interest in having Steve Perry uh, or he's expressed his uh, uh, um, whatever about Steve Perry, his ability to suck a dick. Was his name Manny Pacquiao? 
No. He's a great singer. Not is it, yeah, who's also a great singer. Great singer. Is he the I Filipino would have accepted kid? that as a third answer. <sighs> Steve Perry, the Filipino kid, Maybe. or Manny Pacquiao. Hmm. I'm change my vote. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I say that the one who voted for uh, the Filipino kid he, wins. He just he just <laughs> commented on Steve Perry's ability to put a wiener in his mouth. He didn't vote for the Filipino kid. Well, I don't like it when you put it that way. Yeah, so no one voted for the Filipino right. kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no one. It's, no, it's yeah. not two to one then. Right. Well, right. Now clearly we know who the racists are. It's all of you. <laughs> it's all of you. That's true. Thanks, Obama. All right. Thanks for playing our Twitter game tonight. Uh, thanks once again to the Monkish crew for coming up here and spending some time with us. I, I appreciate it. I know it's a long drive. And uh, we will see you at BNA 10, yep. Uh, yep. White Labs 20, yep. pouring beer, which I think is fantastic. And uh, don't worry, Henry, we'll find you like a private room somewhere. <laughs> you and JP. <laughs> we and actually have a Pope mobile for Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. What I, I want is like one, of those, on one of those rooms that have no like sensory deprivation chambers. Yeah. Yes. You know, kind of like David Cross. I can't see shit. I can't name? hear shit. Nobody can talk to me, and yeah. I just want to sit there. And oh. you'll be so happy in that room. I just can imagine. Gold, gold, golden ropes around you so people can't get too close. <laughs> no, you won't like that way. because then they no. can stare, yeah, and you right. won't like that. You want to be, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Golden. We'll work on it. All right. Uh, well, I'm excited that you guys we'll are going to pour, and I appreciate it. it very much. So we'll see you then. Yep. Um, that's a little over a week from now. You can go to bna10.com. If you're listening to the program and you want to try some monkish beer, then that's where to do it. Um, I would like to thank Kim Shimke for... Mm-hmm. Something. Yeah, you did uh, it. Well, yeah. for attempting to back me up on the on the journey discussion, <laughs> you failed at the end, much like the rest of your weekend uh, at work and drinking for loco and everything else that you, yeah, I mean, uh, that she you failed at. She didn't even but poop I'm, for four days. But, but I'm you, you, that's true. That's a, she she that's succeeded great. at being consistent. That's failing at the end, if you know what I mean. It's true. She texted <laughs> us this morning that she finally pooped after four yeah. days. Um, all right, that's a success. You had one success all weekend yeah. long. Well, no, it, but it took her Monday. Till Monday to do it. Kim Shimke, ladies and gentlemen. And um, and that's all I have. Are Wait, we ready to go? That's all we deserve. We're off the next two weeks. We'll be back June 22 with Iron Fire Brewing Company. Come party at NHC in the meantime. That's right. You can come see us there. Plus, we'll be recording some uh, shows from there. And we've got uh, footage coming up from the Firestone Walker Beer Festival. Oh, also, I think mm-hmm. we're going to be at the Mammoth Blues and Brews Festival. Oh, we're going to be there, too. Uh, go check out Mammoth Blues and Brews and uh, buy yourself some tickets if you want to hang out with us there. We're going to be doing some video. The clock um, tower. Uh, Henry yeah, will see it you there. Weird. Uh, it gets weird. You guys are going to Mammoth too? Yeah, I'll be there. And have you been? Oh yeah. So somehow I've always worst, worst uh, drunk I've ever been. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I've always Jesus. missed this festival, so I'm excited to, I yeah, think to go this year. Elevate. Right. Make sure you just eat. Oh yeah. See, that's I have a problem with eating. Yeah, and then you have some Sazerac and. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not very rich. You can I'm take gonna, the pole yeah. there too. Right. You can take the pole there. Oh yeah, I'll help you out. I'm sure I will. Yeah, have a couple beers and we'll be taking polls, man. I guarantee. It'll be some other stupid question. Actually, but, I've, I've uh, been working with the, uh, the the people who throw that festival to have the Steve Perry or the Filipino kid panel. Oh, 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 it's unreal. We so, should start a or hire. It is a concert festival. Maybe they can come play. At least a hologram of Steve Perry is available. Mm. Next election year, we should file a petition for the state of California. That way, we can vote on this. <laughs> is it yes. like eighteen dollars? Get a consensus. Just a vote. Maybe we do that. Go look up Mammoth Blues and Brews and buy yourself some tickets there and, and come see us. Uh, yes, please. That's right. a good time. All right, hey, thanks for making our Hangover Show much more fun, guys. I yeah, you want no problem. Uh, oh. I wasn't talking to you, JP. <laughs> uh, are we good? Just shut up. Yes. You gonna get us out of here? Yeah. Thank you. Please. 
Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Henry and Brian came up from Monkish Brewing in Torrance. Find them wherever Henry decides their beer should be sold. Follow JP on Twitter at Major Jip. And if you're any kind of Disneyland or Disney World fan, and let's be honest, who isn't, support his new endeavor, Covey Ears. Go to getcoveyears.com for the best way to find your Disney Park style and customize that classic raggedy-ass Mickey Mouse ear hat. Warren still refused to shut the fuck up. For some good beer inside at Homebrew Info, follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee. Production director on the session has been Push Eject. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP was existing only in the most basic sense of the word. Viva was basking in her Canadian tan. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find Brew Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Bye, Felicia. What's a Canadian tan? Uh, she's, like, really pale. Because she went to Canada. It was really only supposed to be funny for me and, and whatever her name is. Beverly. Got it. Thank you.